Talk Recorded live. Ugh. Welcome to the Lost Lowdown podcast. Uh, what's this, 26? 20, uh, 27. 27, wow, we're getting up there. Yeah. Nice, 27. All right, well, we are, of course, talking about um, 315 Left Behind. Um, an interesting episode. Most people thought it was sort of filler, and I, I pretty much agree, but, um, you know, they have to have those to, uh, you know, get from point A to point B in terms of the plot. But um, there's a lot of cool stuff in this episode. Uh, you know, we, we, we got to finally um, see, you know, sort of what the others know about Smokey uh, to a certain degree, which I think was one of the bigger things. And then we got... Um, a fairly interesting uh, flashback with Kate and Cassidy, who I have to say, uh, Cassidy uh, really made that flashback interesting because, you know, if it was just Kate, it just would have been, you know, God, what Kate did part two or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, um, I uh, that, I agree. It kind of reminded me of that, um, the last uh, Anne Lucia flashback with her and Jack's dad, you yeah. know, sort of a, you know, the character's flashback and then, you know, another character from a different character's flashback sort of, you know, teaming up and doing stuff. And so it was like, it was at least as much about her as it was about Kate. Yeah, definitely. So uh, so that made it better to me because, yeah, I mean, Kate's stuff is, uh, it gets old after a while. Although, I agree, though. It wasn't bad. It was, it was, as far as Kate flashbacks go, I've seen worse. Now, this was, where where is this in the timeline? This must have been pretty soon after... She killed him. Yeah, at least one time that she's met the marshal. I believe she said two months ago. Oh, was it two months ago? Okay. I think that's what she said. Okay, that makes sense. So no. this is after she gets uh, apprehended at the at the train station. Yeah. Um. Or wait, well, she escapes, right? Or did yeah. she escape later? She well, she got apprehended, and then she was in the car with the marshal, and you know the horse came, and then she escaped. Okay. I'm just typing there. Don't mind my typing. Oh, I won't. Um, why is it orange? All right, never mind. <laughs> Don't ask. <laughs> um, all right, so I guess we'll um we'll go scene by scene, right? Is that that was our original plan? That's what we usually do. Yeah. And um so, first scene, we got Kate uh waiting in the game room. And uh, she sees Juliet come by the window, and uh, she grabs a pull stick and waits to uh, pounce on her, as it were. And uh, Juliet comes in, and she ducks just in time to get uh, killed by that pull stick. Because <laughs> Kate swung at her very hard. Um, I think Juliet would pretty much be dead. Um, and then Juliet does a little ninja move and flips her over on the ground and makes her feel bad because she was just bringing her food. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's interesting that that Juliet is this. Um, they're they're seemingly making her very um, sort of threatening or something. Very very you know very capable of taking care of herself. Yeah. You know, like that first thing they said about Juliet a long time ago, in the beginning of the season. That um, I forgot who said was it Saeed or someone Sawyer. That, I think was it Sawyer? It was like she would have killed you. Mm-hmm. Because she, yeah. when she had the gun on Kate after Sawyer, mm-hmm. you know, did his rebellion thing. So, uh, 
Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, they uh, and it's and it's in in great contrast to her first flashback where she was, um, as I said, uh, mousy. Yeah, she was very meek and mousy. And um, the the last, I think it was the last pod, or was it the podcast before official podcast before the last one? I don't remember one of the two. Um, they had an interview with the actress who plays Juliet, and she was talking about that dichotomy between you know. Her, who she is now versus who, who, when we first found her, you know, in a flashback, she was just sort of meek and quiet and, and everything, and now she's just sort of this intellectual badass, you know, mm-hmm. uh, which is a, which is a sort of a nice combination of uh, characteristics. And there was that thing about her getting her shoulder dislocated four times. Yeah, I mean, this was the fourth time, yeah, which, you know, some people I think have, have wondered if there's some sort of domestic abuse thing or what exactly that means. Um, that her shoulder's been dislocated three times before. Um, what do you think? I I don't know what to make of that, really. Um, I uh, Domestic abuse, I guess that's what you would think, but uh, I guess I assume she was, like, fighting with people for some reason. But it doesn't really make any sense. Uh, I, <laughs> I, 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 I don't know why uh, I don't uh, – I don't know why she thought that. She thought that? What am I saying? I just read that. I'm having a hard time. Sorry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> sorry. You're, you're trying to talk and read the comments, huh? I was reading the comment, and then it came out in my sentence, and, yeah, this is rough. Okay. Uh, uh, what was I going to say? I don't, um, I, don't, I don't have a good theory about it. I guess, I guess that seems like the most likely, um, but uh, I guess I want to believe it's something more interesting than that. Yeah, you know, it's it's the kind of line where I feel like, you know, maybe next season we'll we'll know what that line is really referencing, you know, something along, down the line, but mm-hmm. uh, I don't I didn't really think too much about it, but um it is definitely interesting. Um I just love when she tells her, you know, tells her later, you know, don't flatter yourself, you know. Right. You're, not that, you're not that strong, Kate. Right. Yeah, I, uh, it reminded me of this line in Pulp Fiction uh, at the end when uh, uh, Samuel Jackson is talking to uh, Tim Roth, and uh, and he says, "I hate to shatter your ego, but this isn't the first time I've had a gun pointed at me." Yeah, it just seemed like that kind of line. Like, you think you know I'm scared of you or something, but this is no big deal to me. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Anyway. All right. So the next scene. We have the first uh, flashback of the episode. Kate uh, is on the side of the road. Her car is broken down. It's going to take three days to replace her fan belt, and uh, we find she tells the tow truck driver her name is Lucy. Um, next scene, uh, the driver drops her off, and uh, Cassidy is trying to pull the old fake jewelry con. Mm-hmm. And the local town's guy is not going to take it. He knows real jewelry when he sees it, and he knows a con woman when he sees it. So he's, mm-hmm. he's, he's calling her bluff. And, uh, you know, I have to say, I thought it was a little weird for, for Cassidy to try to pull this con because, you know, the way she learned it, uh, it takes two people to pull it off. Yeah. You know, because if, you, if you're just trying to sell, you know, you know, fake jewelry, I mean, that's, that's not really a con or that's just a sort of very low denominator con. 
you know, um, having that second person is, is why the con were. Well, and the weird thing was Kate sort of did the second person role. Yeah, and it's it was great writing to, to have <clears throat> Kate poop in there and, and help, you know, help her, and then they could help each other, and, you know, that sort of starts their whole journey together. But um, I, I just was wondering why did she think she could pull it off by herself? Is it that, you know, she's – are they trying to say that, you know, she's she's obviously been doing cons since she – you know, left Sawyer, or Sawyer left her, I should say. Um, but I'm just wondering if 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 she's done this before or is this, like, her first time trying to pull this particular con, you know? Because, mm-hmm. you know, he taught her basically that it, it needs two people and she's not using a second person, so I'm just wondering if that means anything. Like, maybe she's just not that good at conning in general or something. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I don't think she was, but... uh I mean, you know, it was set up for Kate to walk in, so... Um, yeah. So, eh. But, yeah, I, I think um, I, I, she just she just looks bad. <laughs> yeah. You know? I mean, I've actually had, like, people come up to me at a gas station and try to sell me, like, you know, electronics or cameras or something. Uh, wow. Uh, same kind of thing. So. Actually, I think somebody actually tried to sell me a ring or something. Um, it was very, they're like, hey, you want to buy, or maybe it wasn't like a, ne- it wasn't like a whole bunch of necklaces like Cassidy has, but, because that just seems really weird when you just have like 15 necklaces. Hey, you want to buy one of these? Mm-hmm. But, uh, but yeah, I think somebody did that to me once. They came up and it was like a necklace or something. I'm like, no, I don't need that. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it just it just seems fishy, you know. You you gotta wonder where did that come from? What are what what's the deal here? Yeah, it doesn't seem you know on the legitimate, which is not. So anyway, it's not. So there you go. So anyway, like we said, Kate steps in. She offers to buy one, which which you know helps get the guy to leave, and so he's not gonna call the cops, which is really why Kate stepped in. Uh, Cassidy, you know, wonders why Kate helped her and figures out it's because of the whole cop thing. And she offers to give uh, Kate a ride into town. Uh, the next scene, uh, we're back sort of in the present. Kate is in the game room, and uh, Locke comes in to say goodbye. And um, Kate wonders if he's been brainwashed, which um, they've been seemingly making a point of because she sort of thought the same thing about Jack Yeah. Uh, when she talked to him. And I'm wondering if they, um, if that, if they're, I mean, obviously they set the brainwashing thing up with, uh, with Carl uh, when, when we found him a couple episodes ago. Um, so I'm wondering if they're, if they're trying to, you know, if they're making this a red herring or if they're really trying to, to have the audience ask if they've really been brainwashed or not. Um, what do you, what do you think about that? Uh, yeah, I think uh <clears throat> I think with the with the Carl thing they set up that they they will brainwash in some cases. So uh so I guess if one of our survivors is seemingly working with them, you want to believe that the only way that could ever happen is if they were brainwashed. Um but I don't think that's the case in Locke's case. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I think he's doing it um because I don't well. I don't know exactly why he's doing it, but I think he's doing it for some specific reason, and not because he's being controlled, you know, <laughs> artificially. Uh, so, uh, so wait, what was the question? Um, basically, if you thought they were being brainwashed or not, Locke or anybody, any Jack and Locke or Locke. 
I don't think either Jack or Locke have been brainwashed, no. Yeah. Well, you know what's interesting is when, you know, back when Cindy when, when Cindy met Jack and she said, you know, he was like, what's going on? And she was like, you know, it's hard to explain. And I'm wondering if, I mean, I don't really think Jack has been brainwashed, but he, he's had the same sort of mentality that, that obviously the others told him something mm-hmm. or perhaps did something to him so that he understands what's going on. Um and it seems like maybe he could have been brainwashed, and you know, sort of doesn't remember or doesn't know it. But uh, I, you know, that'd be that'd be weird. But they they they're setting it up for something. So, yeah. You know, because Kate keeps Kate Kate keeps reminding us about this whole brainwashing thing. Yeah. Um, then Locke sort of uh, drops a load on her and says, you know, he doesn't want to go home, which is you know, the first time we've heard one of the Losties say that. Uh, we've known Locke wants to be on the island, but uh, I think for, from Kate's perspective, that's that's really crazy. Yeah. That he doesn't want to leave. Uh, especially she doesn't know, you know, the reasons why. And, um, and, you know, Locke doesn't seem like a man who just saw his father materialize on the island. <laughs> he seems pretty calm. Um, so I'm wondering, I can't wait to see how that scene is resolved. Yeah. Uh, because he, at this point, seems seems fairly calm about what's going on. Definitely. Although I did know he he had that bandage on his hand, uh, and he seemed to have uh, he seemed to have maybe been punched in the eye. Yeah, his eye was weird. His uh, left eye, I think, uh, looked like it had some kind of bruise or something on it. So, um, so I don't know what that means, but uh, well, Jack didn't punch him. But I'm hoping. Maybe. Uh, yeah, uh, but I'm hoping we'll uh, find that out eventually. But I agree. But I think I think whatever he's doing now has something to do with his dad appearing. Mm-hmm. Um, whatever they're doing, you know, I don't know how closely if it's directly, you know, they're going here because his dad was there, blah blah blah, or if the fact that his dad was there is leading him to go with the others somewhere else. I don't know. But I think it's uh, I think that was the uh, the 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 impetus for him too. Uh, I think, yeah, I think it has to do more with, and I think those are all related, but I think it has to do more with um, this whole thing about Locke's connection to the island and, and them yeah. wanting to show Locke more and, and, and sort of get him closer to what's going on on the island. Um, but, of course, that that's, should be related to why his dad's on the island in the first place. Right. So so can I ask you a question? Uh-oh. Um, I know I'm question boy, but I'm going to turn it around for a minute here. Uh where do you have any do you have any thoughts on where the others and Locke are heading off to? Yes. Okay. Would you care to share them? I would care to share them. All right. Will you share them? I will share them. All right. Will you share them now? No. Okay. No, I'll share them now. Um, you know, I really don't. Actually, the answer is no. <laughs> oh wow. All of the- all of that, and the answer is no. I have no idea where they're like going. Sawyer. I, I am, yeah, I am so flabbergasted that they left. That, um, that they just left quickly too. It didn't seem like they, they. Well, I guess the fact that they left so quickly means that they sort of had a backup, you know, place to be. Um, the only thing I can think is that they are either going to the mini island or they're going to wherever the others used to live before they moved into uh, this, you know, O town. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing I can, but it's it's weird. Why would they abandon that place so quickly, you know, and, and as we find out later, you know, it, it protects them against Smokey. Um, 
I don't know. I think it's really strange. But, you know, I said a while ago that I think the uh, the Lossies are going to move into O-Town, and uh, they look like they might be going that way. Um, because, I mean, once Jack and them, you know, if they get back to the beach anytime soon, once they say, hey, you know, there's this great, you know, ha- you know, living in- environment that's empty <laughs> that protects you against Smokey, too, let's go move there. So I could see them doing that. Yeah. I could, too. Um so any also as a follow-up question, any thoughts on what the others might be might be doing? I, I get the sense this is leading up to you know some major thing um, that'll happen maybe towards the end of the season. Um, do you have any speculation about what that might be? Wait, say that again. Well, I, I, what I'm asking is, what do you think? What do you think the others in Locke are going to do? Do you think they have, you know, some task that they're going to perform, or uh, what do you think is going on there? <laughs> no, I, I have no idea. It's it's getting to the point where, um, I, yeah, I can't even make a, a crackpot guess. Um, I don't know. I really don't know. I mean, obviously, by the end of this season, we should we should have a fairly good idea of what the others are about. Um, that you know, that seems like where they're going with this. So, um, I think I think. I think they're leaving, the others are sort of leaving so we can go back to, I, I really think they're going to sort of go back to where either they used to live or sort of this, where the heart of the others is. Um, and so that way we can sort of find out more about them. Um, but, you know, they could be going to another station. Uh, there could be, you know, a station we haven't seen before that they're going to. Um, so I, I, I don't know. I, I guess my point is, what they're doing, I think, is is very related to where they're going. I see. Okay, so they're answering one will probably get you a long way towards the other. And there, I agree, there isn't much to go on, and I don't really have a theory, but you can't help but wonder. Um, another question I have about this scene. Wait, are we? What scene are we on? <laughs> uh, when Locke comes to tell Kate that he's leaving. Okay, wrong scene. This isn't about that scene. I was right, about David. another scene. So, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, I agree. I think, I think they, I think they might be, um, yeah, going back to their trying to get more in touch with uh, nature and stuff, and the, in the, you know, with the idea of what Locke was saying about, uh, about not about being a cheater or something like that. Uh, Cheating with the technology and yeah. the resources, and yeah. I agree, and like Ravel just said, you know, maybe what where they're going or why they're leaving has something to do with the four-toed statue. Um, you know, I I want to believe that the others are directly connected to that statue, but but it's it should be old, you know, so old that it would like sort of predate, you know, anything to do with Ben. So yeah, um, but he, you know, he claims he was born on the island, so maybe there's this sort of indigenous people that used to live there or something, right? Uh, that he's like a direct descendant of. Um, but uh, my that, current thoughts about the four toed statue are that, um, or that that's I, I feel like that's not related to the others. That's just my sense, uh, the mm-hmm. sense I get that that I feel like that's something that they're gonna get into eventually. But I think it might not even be developed very much this season. It might that might be a next season thing. Yeah, I mean, a while ago, I think I think Carlton and Damon are, or or someone said that basically, you know. Season three was supposed to be about the others, 
And then once we find out about all that, it's going to go back to even further the history of the island. And uh, like in season four, so the the statue will probably come into play in, in the sort of early history of the island. Yeah, and I think maybe the Black Rock would be included in that. And uh, yeah, exactly. This is, I mean, you gotta love the show. There's just so much going on. There's so many little details that they they sort of you know place you know, and then they come back to later. It, it's it's just a rich tapestry of <laughs> cornucopia <laughs> of uh, mystery. Wow. <laughs> Really selling it. Very good. I'm trying. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I work for ABC, by the way. Um, <laughs> a rich tapestry. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's see. Um, the rest of other part of this scene, um, we find out that Locke tried to convince the others that Kate was a good person, um, but they told him what she did, and uh, apparently forgiveness isn't one of their strong suits. Um, although they seemingly forgave him for blowing up the sub. <laughs> I don't know. I guess we'll figure that out. We'll well, Ben out. wanted him to do it, so... Um, yeah, but the others should still be mad. Yeah. I mean, the other others. Right, right. They should be, but with a leader in your corner, I think it helps. That's true. You know, what I want to talk about is is <laughs> why the, the, this episode sort of makes it seem like it's Kate's fault mm-hmm. that uh, that Jack and Juliet can't get off the island because, of course, the sub has been blown up. And, you know, Kate even takes responsibility for it. And um, I don't know. I don't, I don't think she's really to blame. Um, if anything, she has, she's, you know, very minor, you know, part in the blame. But do um, you want to talk about that later, like the whole thing? Yeah, well, uh, yeah, I guess I would say – I would say she has, like, a bit of indirect responsibility um, – adding up the fact that Jack said never to come and the fact that she was the the motivating force behind getting the expedition to go. Well, um, well I guess let's talk about it now real quick. Um, you know, Kate was going to go by herself. Well, okay, the first thing is Jack said, don't, don't come back for me. And, you know, yeah, he said that. He sort of warned her or whatever, but I, I don't think in that kind of situation, you know, you can you – can, I don't think it's permissible, you know what I mean? Because, you know, he's held hostage by these, 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 you know, sort of evil people. He says, don't come back. I mean, it sort of behooves her to come back because, you know, he's the one that let her escape. So the idea that she wouldn't come back for him, I think, doesn't even, doesn't even add up. So I think you can cross that one off the list for her culpability. And then, and then you know, she was going to go by herself. She didn't ask Locke and Saeed to come with her. Um, they decided to follow. And then, not only that, it was Locke's, you know, magic stick that got them to the flame, and it was Saeed's, you know, electrical diagram, you know, math thing that got them to the others. Mm-hmm. So I think it's really, God, it's barely Kate's fault at all, if anything, you know. I, I, that's the thing. I'm just, I'm just really confused on why they're trying to sell this idea that uh, that she's to blame. Um, do you, do you think that she knows about the sub at all? I. But, uh, I don't know. If it was, if it were close enough, like they made it seem, seems like she should have heard the explosion. But, uh, uh, I don't know. It's pretty unclear. Um, so, I have no idea. She should, though. She should. Someone should say something to her. If she doesn't know already, she better know soon. Yeah, I'll bet that. Because she, I mean, she was talking about, didn't she say it was her fault he couldn't get off the island? Like, Well, Yeah. So she must have known about the sub to some extent. 
Well, see, I, I I didn't know if she was saying it's my fault you cannot get off the island because, you know, I'm the one who led Locke here and he blew up the sub, or she's saying, you know, because we came here, the others decided to leave and therefore so did your chance of getting off the island. See, I don't even know I don't even know why I mean I guess she has to know about the sub. But nobody's told her about the sub, so I don't know. Yeah. Well maybe maybe off screen or maybe the deleted scene. Deleted scene or maybe when they revisit what's going on from Locke's perspective, you know, pick up from when his dad comes on the island maybe. Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll have a scene where Kate finds out and she she understands that. Like I think I don't think um if you're if you're a judge or you're a arbiter or I don't know, whatever, and you're you're gonna assign blame for this situation, I don't think you give it to Kate. I agree. Mm-hmm. But I can understand why she'd feel guilty and I can understand why someone who were being was being unfair would sort of blame her to some extent. So yeah, that's yeah. I can I can see someone trying to make her feel guilty, and I can see her. You know, she she feeling guilt for it. Yeah, I'll buy that. So that's yeah, that's pretty much. But, but I agree. Though. It's it's ridiculous to if you were actually you know going to punish her or whatever for this. You know, it doesn't seem doesn't seem like she's really responsible for the for the bad parts. Yeah. So um, uh, and yeah, her her going back. I agree. I mean, as soon as he said that, I'm like, come on, you you're not going to not go. Whatever. Mm-hmm. We're going to just leave Jack over there. That's and that's the thing, happen. you know, Jack doesn't know what was involved in them and them finding, you know, O-Town and all that, so. Right. You know, I don't know. Here's a question, though. Where's Danielle? <laughs> I, I, My theory is that she's tailing the others and following Alex. Nice. That makes sense. So, Yeah. That's <laughs> that's probably you know that's probably how you know I can see this like next episode, um, well because you know there's you know obviously in this in the next scene we're gonna get into the other plot line which is Sawyer becoming sort of the the leader of the the the, the Losties, um, but obviously if they're setting up this idea that Sawyer's gonna be the leader then then Jack Kate and Saeed are not getting back to the beach anytime soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, because if they did they would just have to leave anyway because we got to go you know finish our deal with the others. So I'm I'm thinking what's gonna happen next episode, um, or the next part of this plot line is that they're they're gonna be headed back towards the beach and then Danielle's gonna come and say, Hey, I found you know, I've been trailing them, you know, like you said, and they're 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 this way and then they're gonna detour and, and, and follow them. Yeah. Okay. All right. Interesting. Um I unfortunately have seen next week on Lost. <laughs> So, oh, you know what? I haven't. So is my theory shot to hell now? So uh, I, I I don't know whether I should confirm or deny your theory, but I definitely know whether it's true or not. So, so you're not going to confirm or deny it, but you know if it's true or not? Yeah, the, 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 the next on Lost makes it clear. Can you tell me? Because I want to know. You want to know? Yeah. Yeah, it's not. It's not correct. They They get back to the camp. Oh, that's crappy. So... Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm through watching Lost. I'm done. Wow. That's yeah. it, huh? That's all it takes. <laughs> that was easy. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah, the uh, the um, the next week on Lost focuses on the fact that they have Juliet with them. I see. Man, can you imagine? I was thinking about that If they, when they got back to the beach, like how... <laughs> 
how they're going to, you know, receive Juliet. And, I mean, obviously, Jack is going to sort of take up for her. But, uh, you know, there's going to be obviously a lot of hostility just because she's another. Right. Who's been the bane of their existence since they got on the island. Yeah, indeed. So, yeah, exactly. Uh, it'll be, uh, I think it, it'll be even more challenging than um, the whole Anna Lucia shooting Shannon ordeal. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if that means we're going to get all these scenes of Juliet by herself down the beach, mm-hmm. you know, being all sad and depressed. Maybe Jack will ask her to train an army. That'd be awesome. <laughs> Let's... <laughs> Let's start an army. Oh, man. Uh, just do it again. Why not? Just do it again. Maybe this time it'll work. Maybe it was Anna Lucia's fault it never got off the ground. Mm-hmm. She was dragging her feet. She, for, she forgot to bring all the supplies. Exactly. She wasn't organized enough. Her heart wasn't in it. <laughs> she knew she was going to die soon. <laughs> all right. Um. So let's go to the next scene. Okay. Um, oh, actually, in this, uh, and my other question about this scene was, do you, do you, do you think Locke knows, like, what they're going to do to Kate? Uh. You know, i.e. leave her, sort of leave her there. L- leave her behind. She knows they're going to leave her behind. They say that. He says that. Mm-hmm. And Jack, too. Um, uh, so we know, yeah. So are you talking about the gassing or the fact they're going to leave him behind? Well, I guess I was talking about the leave her behind thing, but I guess my point was, you know, why... You know, he he sort of says goodbye like he's never going to see her again. Um, so, I don't know what my point is. Okay. Let's go to the next scene. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, yeah, that's not what my point was. Um, next scene, uh, Hurley comes to talk to Sawyer candidly. Um the Losties are going to vote whether or not to banish Sawyer uh, a half mile down the beach, and Hurley wants Sawyer to make amends for all his past transgressions. Oh, it's so it's so nice. It warms our hearts to see Sawyer be nice. Um, but of course, Sawyer doesn't do amends, and he doesn't want doesn't really want to do it. Right. Uh, he 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 makes this point about exactly how much time he has left on the no nickname thing, and. Um, I, you know, at first I thought, you know, I think Hurley said something about, you know, you don't contribute to the island or something like that. You just sort of take, take, take. And then Sawyer, you know, pulls out this watch and he makes this point about how much time he has left. And I really thought he was make his point was that, like, he has, he has, like, the only watch or something. And so he's the only one who knows, like, what time it is and, you know, all that stuff. And I thought, I thought he was going to make a point that that's, that's what his contribution was. But then, of course, like, he just put the watch back in his pocket and didn't say anything about that. And I was like, oh, that's weird. So I, I don't know what his point was. Is it just, just to tell us how much time he has left so he can so when he does start nicknaming, we don't wonder if, if he's early or something? Yeah, I mean, I think it's just to establish, uh, to establish the sort of a time frame and also to establish that he's going to do it sometime soon. Oh, Get ready. Wait. Yeah, yeah ready. <laughs> but I, <laughs> I have to believe somebody else has a watch. I mean, you know, plain full of people. Somebody else has to have a watch. So they're all broken. Oh, okay. That's what I think. I see. Um. So blah blah blah. Next scene. <laughs> um. 
Kate wakes up on the floor. Um, why she wasn't sleeping in one of the couches or chairs in the in the room, we'll never know. Um, but she wakes up and um, she starts to eat the old crusty sandwich that's on the floor. But flies. What's flies? That's how desperate she is for food. I thought she was going to, because the sandwich had meat in it, I thought she was going to open the sandwich and there were going to be maggots in there. Uh, and I was bracing myself for that, but it didn't happen. How did the flies get in? That's what I want to know. That's the real lost mystery. Hey, flies are amazing. They are amazing. We'll have a fly podcast later. <laughs> the consists of us reading the Wikipedia entry on flies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tune in. It'll be riveting. Um, okay, so she hears some commotion outside, and she looks out the window, and she sees that the others seeming are seemingly packing up and leaving, and they're putting on masks, which is all kinds of scary. Yeah. And, uh, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what's going on that you need masks? Um, and then we find out. Right. Um, they, they throw a canister of some sort of gas, some sort of knockout gas, <laughs> it's like acne brand knockout gas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, Kate goes unconscious, falls unconscious. Um, uh, you got to wonder why they put on masks to begin with. I mean, it's not like they were in the room. Because they presumably only only gassed uh, Kate, Sawyer, Jack. I mean, Kate, Saeed, Jack, and Juliet, right? Yeah, um, now, now my theory is that they did not gas Juliet and that they did not gas, or maybe they did, maybe they gassed Juliet, but my theory at least is that they didn't gas Saeed because he was locked outside, and it would have been kind of hard to do. Oh, that's right. They did say something, yeah, he was locked out. He was still chained to the, the, the like, swing set. Or the something. swing set, yeah, yeah. Wow, that's that's weird. So I'm guessing he just sat there. And, so uh, he sat there and sort of, well, he, they said he was in the backyard or something, right? So he probably didn't see too much of what was going on. yeah. So, uh, so yeah, but maybe they did gas Juliet because I find it hard to imagine how that would work with them leaving and her not being gassed. Well, you know, there's a lot of weirdness with the whole thing. You know, sh- you know, we find out that she sort of, you know, was was setting uh, Kate up, and and she had the key the whole time to the handcuffs. And how, you know, how did they get out into the jungle? <laughs> I want to know. Like, if they left, you know, if they gassed. If they gassed Kate and they didn't gas Juliet, then maybe Juliet could have, you know, they they all left, you know, they left them behind, and then Juliet goes and like picks up Kate or something, mm-hmm. and then, I mean Juliet's pretty pretty big. I mean she's pretty tall, yeah, uh, at least compared to Kate. And Kate's pretty and, small. Yeah, and so maybe she carries her out into the jungle, sets her down, hand you know handcuffs them together, and then pretends to be asleep. <laughs> Uh, which I gotta say, she did a really good job because when she woke up, she was nice and groggy and like mm-hmm. oriented. And uh, but then you know, Kate, Kate, you know, you know, apparently finds tracks. So you know, if she's a good tracker, she would be able to see that there's only one set of. <laughs> it's like that poem, footprints. <laughs> oh no! You know. But God, how come there's only one set of footprints? That was when Juliet was carrying you. I was, yeah, Juliet was carrying you, Kate. (laughs) Uh, Uh, Yeah, that's a good point. Um, But maybe the rain washed away the trail. But it didn't rain yet. Well, I know. It didn't rain until after they started. Rain. (laughs) Um, Yeah, just say rain. That works. Um, Either that or, or, like... 
or Juliet was gassed, and they were, bo- which was my original thought, is, and they were both like taken out into the jungle, and then like Juliet woke up first and sort of realized what happened, and then handcuffed herself to Kate, and then like went back to sleep. Oh, I mean, either way it goes, it's weird. Yeah, um, that is weird. Like, how did she have handcuffs on her? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I have to believe. Oh it. no, I think it, I think it was. I think she, the idea is that she had the key to Kate's handcuffs. Because, you know, Kate was handcuffed, and so she just took, you know, one of the cuffs off Kate's wrist and put it on her wrist. Oh, and she just happened to have a key to that She just had a key. Even though she shouldn't, since she's, like, you know, an outsider or or sort of branded, you know, she mm-hmm. really, I don't know. But, but she was bringing her food and stuff, too, so I guess she's she's doing what she did for Jack, and so she had the key. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, that theory is better um, than her carrying her out there. So, I'll go but with that. The problem with that theory is why would the others throw them out into the jungle? Yeah, there's no reason. So, never they mind. Just, uh, they just left Jack lying there. They left Aita okay. tied up. Going back to the Juliet carried her theory. <laughs> <laughs> there's something nice about that. That'd make a nice, like, movie poster, Juliet, like, carrying, carrying Kate. Mm-hmm. Nice and dramatic. <laughs> um... <laughs> Maybe that's how her shoulder got uh, dislocated so many times. She's carrying people. <laughs> All right, Julia, stop carrying people. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. All right, uh, so where are we? Next scene, it's flashback. Uh, Kate and Cassidy are at the bar having some girl talk. Oh. That's sweet. And uh, Oh, men. Oh, men. You say you lo- they love you, and then they uh, take your money. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I wanted to ask you about that too. Um, you know, uh, Cassidy, you know, Cassidy, you know, says she doesn't, uh, she doesn't seem to call the cops on Sawyer, but I remember he did get arrested, right? He definitely went to jail. She, uh, in every man for himself, they, uh, he said that she, that she, uh, gave him up. So that must've been after this conversation with Kay. Yeah. Okay. And she had the kid, too, so it's definitely out. Oh, she had the kid already. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's one of the things this episode established. A lot of people uh, weren't so sure that the kid was real, but uh, she didn't have a reason to lie to Kate about that, I don't think. so. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, baby's real. I mean, she did want to name the baby Clementine, though. That just seems ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, she's Cassidy. <laughs> what are you going to do? Yeah, she's Cassidy. And and I guess Clementine is her Sundance kid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, nice. God. Um, so we find out uh, that they're in Iowa, which um, which I guess when – was was Kate apprehended in Iowa that first time at the train station? Uh, I think so. Okay. I'm not. No, no, no. The train station. I think the train station was when she went to visit her so-called real father. Um, so that might have been somewhere else. Oh, that's right. Uh, I want to say Florida, but I really don't remember. Hmm. I don't remember either. Just wondering. Um. So Kate tells Cassidy that. She killed her stepdad and that she's on the run. And, you know, Kate said, uh, Cassidy says why. And she said because he was a bad guy. 
And uh, you know, they they're they're doing that whole good bat thing. Um now my quick question is why why are there federal agents after her? Is this because she's like crossing state lines and stuff? Is like she's a fugitive and crossing state lines, so that's why the, the feds are in on it? Yeah. I, okay. I I think that must be it. Um the the force they have dedicated to her seems a little bit out of proportion with her <laughs> to what she's done, yeah. <laughs> crime. Yeah, um, she killed one person for a very specific reason. You know, it's not like she's a serial killer. Yeah, you wouldn't expect uh, her to be a threat to like society. anyone else. <laughs> yeah. You know? As like, long as someone doesn't abuse her mother, they're okay. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, it's it just uh it just seems it seems it, like it works with season one, Kate, before we knew what she did. Mm-hmm. Then you can say, Ooh man, she must have done something really bad but yeah. uh well, and maybe, maybe you know, it's they have, you know, like Cassidy says, there's six guys waiting for her. Maybe it's because, you know, she was so, you know, uh, crafty that first time they tried to capture her. Elusive, yeah. Uh, sure. Yeah, you know, so maybe they're like, don't want to take any chances. But the idea that they're waiting, you know, near her mom for this amount of time. Yeah. Like, how long are they going to do that? Yeah, it just seems like a waste of, no offense, a waste of government resources. <laughs> Or you can offend the government? I don't know why I said no offense. <laughs> I'm thinking we have, like, government agents in our... Uh, yeah, I think 420 Brownie is a uh, government agent. <laughs> <laughs> it's all a cover. Hmm. Yeah. I'm suspicious. <laughs> um, so, let's see, the next... The next part of this conversation, Cassidy, you know, Cassidy wants to help Kate uh, talk to her mom, and um, she tells Kate about, you know, the fact that she, uh, she was conned out of her money and uh, that, you know, one of them deserves something good, which is nice, you know. I, I, I think it's cool that, you know, these two women who have sort of, you know, sort of down and out to a certain degree, uh, you know, I, I like the fact they sort of wrote them that they sort of come together and help each other. Yeah. So it sort of came out of nowhere, but it, it sort of works. Yeah, it's half cheesy, but um, but uh, but yeah, it did. It did sort of work. I, I hated to admit it, but it did. Yeah, and I, you know, I really, I really hate in in movies, and especially like on Lost, because they're sort of doing that a lot these days. I really hate when like people have a connection, but they sort of never find out they have a connection. Mm-hmm. So I just, it, it, I mean, it's nice writing wise, but it just sort of sucks. It's just like, man, if only she would have said the word Sawyer. Right. Like, things would be so different, you know, on the island. You know, they would have that connection. Yeah. It's like the whole thing, you know, with, you know, Claire, you know, will Claire ever know that she's Jack's, you know, uh, half-sister? Right. You know, we'll see, I guess. Maybe the others know, and they can tell them. The others should definitely know, because they have, you know, this file that they have on everybody they claim uh, is so great. Um, Mm -hmm. they, They should definitely know. And uh, maybe maybe Jack will find the file, his file or something, and yeah, and it'll it'll have some sort of note about him being, uh, you know, it'll if under siblings, it'll say like, you know, Claire Littleton, right? And, and I think like, what what <laughs> uh, I think uh, uh, like trivial connections, like Sawyer running into the car door, you know, where Annalisa was, and. And Jack's dad, like that's you know whatever. Who cares if they ever find that out? But uh, yeah. But uh, connections like this are you know they're they're pretty strong. It does seem kind of sad after a while uh, 
that they'll that they'll never fit. like on their own. There's no way they'd ever know. Mm-hmm. You know, they would have to do a lot of talking to figure it out. Yeah, so. they would. Yeah, like I mean, I mean, yeah. I was gonna say about Clement uh, about Clementine, but but uh, Kate doesn't know what the baby's name is. Yeah, um, are going to be. Um, so they. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. There's there's not that many ways they could even figure it out. But it's something they. I I thought in the early part of the season they were getting away from the connections, but uh, mm-hmm. but uh, I guess not. They're they're back to them full force now. Oh, sorry. I'm looking at my notes. Yes, they're back full force. I heard what you said. I'm paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> I can repeat the last thing you said. Therefore, I'm paying attention. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, that's that's logic. That's logic. <laughs> Um, so, I think I oh. think you know it. It's I think stories have this. Some like I've seen movies like this where characters have connections and they never really sort of know, and it can be just sort of interesting. But on a show like Lost, where it's so long, I don't know. It seems um, it seems ridiculous after a while. Like you guys have too many connections not to know. So yeah. Anyway. Yeah, there's they really should go like buy the season two DVD of Lost and check out that cool connection section <laughs> so they can see how they're all connected to yeah. each <laughs> <laughs> Or they can try to use that awful feature on the DVD and like, let's see if I can get to uh, Bernard from Jack. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, get use that thing and... Oh, that that thing was cool for like five minutes. Oh, what a minute. And then it, just, then it just got like, okay, whatever. Yeah, it was irritating. Oh, God. You know what's not irritating? Let me guess. The next scene. The next scene. Um, actually, it is a little irritating. Um, oh, no. See. No, it's not. Basically, the next scene is a little quick one. Kate and... Uh, uh, Kate and... Uh, so, uh, sorry, Kate and Juliet wake up in the jungle. And, um, you know, she's handcuffed to her... Let's see. Kate is handcuffed to Juliet, and she um, sort of uh, is wondering what's going on, and it's just... You know, it's just one of those, they're setting up for a, a little drama, a little suspense. Uh, the next scene, um, Sawyer is out fishing. You know, he's trying to fend for himself, uh, you know, pretty much to prove Hurley wrong. Yeah. Because <laughs> he's probably never fished since he's been on the island. Um, so, let's see. He smiles at Sun and Jen, you know, but, you know, Sun is really still pissed about the whole kidnapping thing. Yeah. Uh, so, like he says, he's not going to get the Korean vote. And uh, then, you know, surprisingly, Sawyer catches a really big fish. Uh, oh, I didn't yeah. expect that. I really have to commend him on that fishing pole he made. Um, <laughs> or I don't know where he got it from, but it was it, it was very sturdy and, uh, and seemed to work pretty well. I thought it was going to break because, after all, it's just sort of really thin bamboo or whatever it's supposed to be. And, uh, he catches that big fish, so... He goes and tries to clean it himself, but of course he's really inept when it comes to that stuff. And this is basically the scene where, you know, he's trying to prove Hurley wrong, but Hurley just proves his point. So he has to come cowering to Hurley, and he wants to make amends so he doesn't get kicked off the island. Um, so, you know, Sawyer sort of apologizes for all the name calling, and then they go off to uh, start their amend making, amends making, as it were. Yeah. Not much, not much going on there. 
the next scene, Kate and Juliet, uh, they're in the jungle. Uh, Kate, Juliet is still knocked out at this point. She sees that Juliet has, has a knife, a little pocket knife in her pocket, and she ever so cleverly slips it out. Um, but uh, Juliet grabs her arm just in time <laughs> because we all thought she was going to stab her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because if someone's handcuffed to me, that's the first thing I would do is stab them with a pocket knife. That way I could carry around dead weight. <laughs> that sounds like fun. Um, she takes it. Uh, she takes the knife and she tries to pick the handcuffs. And uh, Juliet basically tells her, you know, not to do it because it's it's too big. And uh, you know, when I first heard that line, I thought, you know, why does Juliet sort of automatically know how big something needs to be to pick a lock on a handcuff? But then I, but then after watching it again, I realized she she basically doesn't want Kate to even try mm-hmm. because she wants them to sort of be in the same the same situation and be tied together and all that. So. Right. Um, and this whole time, Juliet is saying they, you know, when they left us, blah blah blah, and you know, sort of distancing distancing herself from the others. And I love that line that Kate says, uh, you know, which I can't say verbatim because there's no transcript up, but uh, you know. You say they like you didn't, you didn't have me, you know, breaking rocks all day and locked in a cage, mm-hmm. uh, which I thought was a nice point. Uh, but Kate basically says Juliet that the others uh, were leaving, and Juliet pretends to not know anything about it. Um, what do you think um, Juliet knows at this point? I mean, I, I guess it, it sort of depends on you know, it, you know, Juliet's story was that she was you know having tea. Uh, making some tea, and then gas came into her room. Oh, she says she got gassed. Okay, I forgot about that. She says that, but it, I don't know. Do you think that's true? Um, I could see her having tea. Um, They're making a tea thing, because, cause, you know, Mikhail had the whole diatribe about tea. Oh, yeah, he did. I forgot about that. He grew his own tea. Wow. <laughs> What a what a renaissance man! I know, that's great. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and and buy it, um, take it at face value and say uh, sure, that's what happened. That Juliet was gassed. Yeah. And so she really doesn't know where the others went. Yeah, I'll 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 say uh, yeah, I'll go with that. Wait wait wait. Okay, I guess let me clarify my question. Does she, does she does she does she not know that the others left, or or does she, after knowing that they left, not know where they might have gone to? Because I feel like she knows where they went. I I don't think she knows where they went. Really? Yeah. Well, yeah, no, because because I think you know, like if she went back to um, the others, you know, original place of dwelling, whatever. Uh, uh, I hope that's the official name. <laughs> The other's original place of dwelling. <laughs> uh, then I, I think for the time she's been on the island, they haven't been living there. So, so I don't think she necessarily uh, knows about it or where it is or whatever. Um, I don't even know how much she knows about the long-term history of the others. You mean you don't think she ever do – you, do you not think she ever asked questions about what's going on, how long they've been there, and, and, and maybe have heard references to some other place that the others used to be or 
Or do you think she may have asked those questions and, and Ben just never said anything? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking, you know. I, I, I could see her asking for a while and just giving up, uh, not getting any definitive answers. And maybe they did make some vague reference, but I don't think she necessarily knows where it is. I feel like she should have some idea because, I mean, she knows, presumably she knows about, you know, uh, enough about Dharma to know that the others, you know, just sort of moved into O-Town. Um, so she would know that the others had to have been somewhere before. So, you know, I'll buy that maybe she doesn't have any specific place in mind, but she should have some idea that, that there is another place they could be, and she just might not know where it is. But so so I guess you're you're under the uh, assumption that she's not like a mole, like Ben didn't leave her behind on purpose. So now a lot of people are thinking that, that she's just sort of, you know, left behind on purpose. Yeah, definitely a lot of people thinking that, but... Uh... Yeah, I'm not. I'm not in that camp. I think she is being relatively genuine uh, in her uh, behavior. I think she was she was trying to get Kate on her side, like she said, and uh, and I think I think she, you know, she was genuinely abandoned uh, by her uh, by the others. Really, uh, I yeah. think you, my friend, have been swayed by Juliet's one quarter pucker. <laughs> You know, it worked on Jack, and I think it's working on you. I think, uh, you know, that's what she does. It is very persuasive. <laughs> oh, nice. Wow. <laughs> I can't believe you just said that. I can't either. Wow. Uh, that was, wow. Persuasive. That's probably one of the best puns I've ever done. That might be the best pun in history of the pun. <laughs> wow. That was pretty good. Wow. Yeah. They should uh they should up your salary for the podcast, man. They really should. I I'm going to yeah. need to um going to need to put in a request for that. <laughs> um and uh, as 420 Brownie just said, Carlton and Damon hinted that uh, it was due to their history. Mm. I forgot about that. So, would which whatever I don't know what that means, their history together. Um I can't I can't really see Juliet being, you know, romantically interested in Juliet. What? Uh, um, I mean, <laughs> did I just say Juliet not interested in herself? Yeah. Okay. I, I can't, can't see that either. Romantic, yeah. I have to um, agree. So my point's valid. Now, I can't see her being romantically interested in Ben. Um, can, I mean, can you can you see that? I don't know. You can't see her. Did you say can or can't? Cannot. Okay. Um no, I can't either. I can't see Ben being the object of anyone's romantic interest. <laughs> Yikes. I agree, though. <laughs> I mean, yeah, just because just cause his character, you know, isn't – his personality type makes it um, – makes it seem ridiculous. Um you know, nothing against, you know, the the actor or anything. Yeah. Happily married. <laughs> His wife couldn't be happier. Um <laughs> she would disagree, no. Um yeah, I think it's it just, it's really about his character. I can't I can't see like how romantic Ben could be uh, with a personality like that. Yeah, I think his the most romantic he can get is his his breakfast with Cade. Yeah. Like, that's it, you know, just sort of, like, being nice but sinister at the same time. (laughs) 
So, uh, yeah, no, I, I, but maybe I just, I, let's just say I hope not, because I don't, I don't see how that's gonna work. Yeah. Um, I, but what else could it be? What else could their history be? Well, I don't know. I mean, she's been there a while, and um, I would guess uh, I have no idea. Maybe, maybe, maybe their history in terms of um, you know the idea that that Julia doesn't want Ben in charge. Yeah. So maybe maybe this whole time she's been you know trying to get him ousted and all that, and mm-hmm. uh, just being you know sort of derisive. Maybe that's what it is. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. But I would buy that. Maybe. Okay. Um. So next scene. Um. We're outside of a of a trailer, and uh, Kate, in quotes comes up to the door, and uh, her mom opens it, and then the feds come out and pounce on her. And lo and behold, Cage is not Cage. It's actually Cassidy, the Bible salesman, Mm -hmm. Um, which I wasn't fooled. It takes more than a wig to fool me. I know Kate when I see her um, after all this time. And, uh, you know, the uh, – what's the the marshal's name? Do you know? Oh, uh – uh yeah I do, but I can't think of it. Uh, Edward Mars. Mars the Marshal. I think so. I think that's right. Please tell me I'm not wrong. <laughs> uh, that actually I think I remember that. I remember the his Marshal being rhyming with his seeming like his last name. So I'll buy that. I think that's right. But anyway, so Mars comes out and uh, he sees it's it's not Kate, and uh, it's really funny because it's one of those that that sort of setup, the sort of false whatever person. You know, it's happened so many times. You think the the feds wouldn't like play their cards so obviously, you know, they would like check to make sure it's Kate before they like you know reveal that they're you know uh, have the whole place staked out. Right. Um, but, you know, maybe they're just not that great at their jobs. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, all I have to say is if I was a federal agent, I wouldn't have done that. So. Oh, okay. I think that's a point. Well, uh, hey, federal agencies, uh, we, got a, <laughs> we got a candidate here. I think we do. I think we do. 1340 on my SATs. Thank you very much. Oh, wow. Thank you very much. Nice. Uh, six ninety uh, math, six forty verbal. Pretty good. Uh, that, Pretty that good. That doesn't add. Up, that doesn't add up. No, but, but uh, uh, I wasn't going to say it. Well, I got so low on math. Uh, next scene. Uh, Cassidy comes back to the hotel where Kate is, and uh, Cassidy's sort of uh, taken aback by the whole thing. She didn't know what she was really getting into, and she wants to know why uh, six men are gunning after Kate. And she wants to know. She wants to know more about what's going on. And Kate tells her that her stepdad beat her mom, and that. She, you know, blew up his house, made it look like a gas leak, and that her mom gave her up. Um, And, you know, this whole time I thought, and maybe I just misunderstood, but I thought, you know, I knew her mom gave her up, but I also thought that the the feds didn't believe it really was a gas leak. Like, somehow she didn't do it, you know, expertly enough to pull that off. Um, But I get from this line here that, they would have just believed it was a gas leak if her mom didn't give her up. Mm-hmm. So, interesting little tidbit there. Because uh, I always thought she just sort of didn't do it right. 
you know, like she didn't she left some sort of evidence or was a little too conspicuous that she took out a policy, you know, you know, right before or something like that. Yeah, that's really bad. Yeah. Bad form. Bad form. <laughs> For a lot to learn. Lot to learn. Um, so after hearing all this, Cassidy is on board and she, you know, still wants to help. Um, next scene, Kate and Juliet are following the trail of uh, whomever brought them out there. Um, and then uh, it starts to rain, as uh, Juliet predicted, uh, very Locke-like. Um, which yeah. I guess we're just supposed to believe after being on the island for so long, you can kind of tell when it's going to rain. You you know, you can just feel it or something. Yeah. I mean, you, I can sort of do that. I can see, like, it probably will rain. I don't think I could call it that close, though. Could you, could you call it at night when you can't see the clouds? No, that would be... I mean, somewhat. Like, you can... Sometimes you can see, you know, whatever. Yeah. Cloud cover. Um, but uh, not within, like, 30 seconds or whatever if that rain's starting. I don't I don't think I can pull that off. And plus, you know, they're in an island with no, like, lights and stuff. I don't think you can really see too many clouds. Yeah. You know, a lot of times you can see cloud cover because we're in the city and stuff. Yeah. But uh, I, I thought it was cool she called it at night, so it was very strange. Yeah. Um... So Juliet, you know, basically stops uh, Kate and says, you know, I hope you're not going back for Jack, because uh, not only did he already tell you before not to come back for him, which you seem to be doing again, uh, but, um, you know, she's the reason he can't get off the island, and at this point, uh, Kate punches her, and they have the whole girl fight, and uh, Kate dislocates her shoulder, um, and uh, all of a sudden, smoky sounds in the distance. Uh, so he's back, man. They're they're really uh, doing a lot with Smokey these days. Um, I think I I want to believe that by the end of the season we're gonna know a lot more about Smokey. Uh, I feel like I feel like we're getting to that point because we know that the others know some stuff about Smokey, um, you know. And as this scene continues, uh, or actually it's the next scene where it happens that you know. Smokey can't cross their sonic fence and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, I think I think we're gonna be finding out a lot about Smokey. At least at least what the others know about Smokey. I agree with that last statement. Um, and you know, someone I believe on our comment section on the site uh had a theory about why the others walk around barefoot and uh, I actually think I think they call it a crackpot theory, but I think it actually seems to make sense is the idea that um, you, Smokey can't track you or you don't disturb him or something like that when you don't have shoes on, uh, which I think would be a really good reason to not wear shoes when you're walking around the island. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and I, don't, I, wouldn't, I can't imagine what the reason behind that is, but uh, I like that idea. It gives it a really clear-cut reason why they walk around without shoes. Sure. Um, which is... Which I don't think we've had before. <laughs> no, that's the first theory that that explains that. I mean, the best theory I would have is a non-theory, which is just that it was part of the costume. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's the best I can do. You know, besides that, that's pretty much what I thought. So, yeah, I don't know about that. Uh, that's uh, I I don't believe it for real, but uh, but it's not bad as a theory. Yeah. I think I think it, it, I feel like it could be it could be the case, but there's like a really good specific reason why. 
you know, like, uh, and it may have something to do with, um, you know, this idea of technology and cheating and all that and, and somehow using, you know, the, the shoes, uh, like, like he can, I don't know. I mean, she's, I guess shoes is sort of, sort of technology. Uh, <laughs> the thing that disturbs me in all this is the fact that, uh, when Kate originally found the fake beard and, and the, the costume, you know, there was like the Dharma brand theatrical glue. Like I, I can't reconcile that with the others being the ones who are dressing up because they're not supposed to be Dharma. I don't know. That that, that bothers me to some extent, but uh, whatever. Maybe someday well, that'll make sense. I think, you know, I think it makes sense why the others would be using, you know, obviously if they want to dress up, they need, you know, the supplies. The, I guess your real question is why is there Dharma, like, Theatrical glue. Yeah. And I would say, why is there Dharma like anything? Like, I think they had like Dharma A1 sauce at the end of the episode. Like, they have Dharma, they have so much Dharma brand stuff that it's just sort of ridiculous. I think, like, whoever was ordering Dharma products ordered one of every product that exists or something. I see. Because, I mean, the stuff that they have on the island that has the Dharma logo on there has, has, is far beyond the realm of reasonability, I think. Um, you know, the beer and the wine and the, like, stuff like that, that for a research project and, and you know, the scientific thing, you wouldn't think it would be, you know, permissible. Mm-hmm. Um, but, so I don't know. I think, uh, I, but I see what you're saying, and I have no idea why Dharma would need uh, theatrical glue unless they were putting on plays. <laughs> oh, wow. That would be something. <laughs> or unless, you know, it was just one of those things you're not supposed to think about and it's just supposed to hint that the, that the beard is fake, and you know how else do you hint at that besides showing a fake beard and showing how you attach the beard? So yeah, yeah, I know. It worries me that maybe it just yeah, maybe that's all it is. It's a, kind of a mistake in retrospect. Yeah, um, and, and that's the thing. Why would the beard even be at the medical hatch? It makes no sense for it to be for like Tom or whoever that was who was supposed to have left it. Like, why leave it in the medical hatch? Right. Now, see, that, for, you know, I agree that that's implausible, but I can let that go. But for mm-hmm. some reason, I can't let go of the theatrical goo being Dharma. Like, I don't know. That that one's too much for me. But, eh. Sounds like a personal problem. It is. Nice. Let me know when you get over that. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, let's see. I lost my place in my notes here. Ah. Okay, so they start running when when they hear Smokey, and they hide in the little tree alcove thing. I don't know what to call that thing. Uh, The little tree bars, or I don't know what that thing is. The same thing that, like, um, Walt hid in when the polar bear was after him and all that stuff. It's a really great, great little thing to hide in when you're in a jungle because it's the only sort of enclosed space. It's like tree jail. Yeah, it's like tree jail, but it's like you're happy to be locked in. Right. Because otherwise you die. So um, Smokey finds them anyway, of course, because, you know, they're not that well hidden. And um, it flashes some sort of light at them or does something to them. And uh, there's some light involved. And it seems to be directed at Juliet. That's the impression I got. Yeah. And then it leaves. So I'm thinking maybe it scanned them and then it saw, oh, this is Juliet. I'm going to leave now. And why it decided to leave, I don't know. But um, what, do, what do you think that was all about? Well, uh, it has a history, I think, of scanning people and leaving. 
Uh, I think that's pretty much what it did to Echo the first time they confronted each other uh, mm. in the 23rd Psalm, episode 10 of season 2. Thank you. And <laughs> Most encyclopedia. And I also think um, that's pretty much what it did to Locke in uh, uh, Walkabout, uh, episode uh, 4 of season 1. Uh, I think... Uh, <laughs> and then and then in both cases, in, in Locke's case, it attacked him um, at the end of season 1, and in Echo's case, it attacked him at the beginning of this third season. Um, so uh, so it seems to sort of scan you and then go off and think for a while and then come back and get you. Maybe what it does is scans you and it goes off to read the file that the others have on you. Oh, God. And then it comes back. <laughs> I don't want to imagine Smokey reading a file. That's scary. Oh, yeah, no, that is weird. They walk in and he's sitting in an office chair, like, flipping through a file. Smoking a cigar. <laughs> yeah. Oh, gee. Yikes. But it just seems like it seems like he's not he's not ready to to he he doesn't make quick judgments. He sort of thinks about it for a while and then he comes back for you. Well, he doesn't seem to do that all the time either though. There's been times when he's attacked, you know, right off the bat. The pilot is yeah. in the pilot episode. Um but I, but I think personally that that's an anomaly. I think, you know, when they shot the pilot, I don't think they were quite ready for completely understanding Smokey yet, and they wanted to create, you know, suspense about him and just suspense in general. And also, you know, Jack was supposed to be killed in that scene originally. Yeah. So um, so he was just sort of a stand-in for Jack, um, which doesn't really help my point, but I just want to throw that in. Uh, well, so, but there's been other times where Smokey has tried to attack and they, like, outran them or outran him or something, right? Uh, I, I don't think so. It has to be. I, I don't... I mean, Smokey, uh, Smokey's attacked more than three times. Well, you know, they, uh, I mean... Cause, you know, there, there were those scenes where, like, they're running and Smokey's, like, blowing up trees behind them and stuff like that. Well, there was that in the season one finale, but it did get locked. And then they threw the dynamite, and then it sort of ran away. But they didn't really outrun it. Yeah, that's true. Well, but that's the thing, too. It got locked, and, you know, we never saw it scan him before, right? Well, like I just said, I think it scanned him in Walkabout. Uh, that, that scene where... Oh, that scene. Yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah. So. Huh. So it's a, it has a history of scanning before it attacks. That's interesting. Yeah. I, that's weird, though. Seems like it would. What is it? What is it doing? Like processing what it scanned or something? That's what it seems like. Like it, it's, it, you know, since it was very judgmental with Echo, um, it it makes me think that it, it sort of scans you and it gets your whole life and then it goes off to decide, you know, what you deserve. That's not a very good security system. <laughs> yeah, you know. I don't know what to think about Danielle saying it's a security system. I find that a bit troubling um, because, uh, you know, what do you you don't know anything, Danielle. What are you talking about? Why did you say that? I don't know. That whole thing yeah. is Yeah, that is weird. I mean, I don't know. Smokey's an anomaly itself, so. Yeah, I don't know what to do with it. But, uh, but it does come back. Um, 
It does so, come back. Um, definitely. Um, so maybe it scanned Juliet and then came back for her. Maybe it comes back in 108 minutes. Oh, God. Yeah, that doesn't seem to work out. <laughs> Not quite. <laughs> Four times 108. <laughs> okay. I don't know. Maybe um, maybe if you multiply all of them together. and That's a long time. Yeah. Well, in, in Echo and Locke's case, it was a pretty long time. Like in seconds or something? In seconds, yeah. Okay, I don't know if I buy that. But I will buy it. I don't buy it either. I just said it to say something. Oh, great. Um, so I, I guess let's talk about that, though. What do you think it left? So you don't think it left just because of Juliet. You think it's just sort of it scanned them. And presumably it already has scanned K, right? I guess. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, what was the not – to, not to go on too many questions at once, but, like, why, why – what's with the flashes? Was it just because it was night or something? Maybe. Um, the in the previous scans were in the daytime, uh, but um, uh, I don't know. And the weird thing is, um, uh, you know, when the, when the uh, when Desmond triggered the failsafe, uh, you know, the the whole island was like filled with this white light. You know, in addition to the sound the vibration, and then, oh, yeah, there's one shot where you can see the sky's kind of purple, you know. Mm-hmm. But all the characters seem to know about is the purple sky. Um, so, I don't know. It, it seems like they don't really notice when white light surrounds them. Uh, but uh, <laughs> Is that your point? Yes. <laughs> oh, man, that's weird. That's a very strange point. Uh, yeah, I think I think it was scanning them, and you know there were flashes when we flew through it um, when it scanned Echo. Um, yeah. So well, maybe flashes of his memories, though. At night, that's what it manifests as. Yeah, I know. I don't know. I'm trying. Or maybe maybe the flashes were were it was like you know it was though each flash that we saw was sort of a memory being taken from them or something. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, the flashes are supposed to correspond to, like, the memories that, that it's taking. I don't know. Maybe so. I mean, obviously, it's reading them somehow, so... Um, and I can't I can't wait till we figure out what the hell Smokey is. It's it's the weirdest thing ever. Yeah, I have to say, um, about your earlier comment, uh, I, I, although I do think... I do think we'll find out more about it by the end of the season and, and possibly everything the others know about it. Um, I uh, I don't think we'll know the whole story with Smokey until pretty close to when the show's over. That's yeah, just, I'll buy that. That's just my meta theory, I guess. Because um, I because I feel like that's something. I mean, that goes way back, and I feel like they're gonna they're gonna wait on that one until pretty late in the game. So yeah, I'll buy that. Yeah, I I still feel like we'll get. We'll get most of what the others know about Smokey. Yeah, which will help. I think it'll be a lot yeah. more than than we know right now. A lot more than nothing. Yeah, which really is nothing. <laughs> it's a cloud of smoke. That's all we know. Yeah. Kills you. Um. So all right, let's go to the next scene. Um, we're back at the beach. Hurley wants Sawyer, you know, to make nice with Claire. 
And Sawyer goes over and has this nice, nicely awkward conversation. And, uh, you know, he compliments Aaron for not being as wrinkly as he was. And he gives her a blanket. And, uh, you know, it's one down, 30-something to go. <laughs> yeah. Um, really weird scene. I, I didn't know what to do with that scene. Except for notice how windy it was. Mm. Very windy. It was windy. Um, Everybody's hair was blowing. Blowing in the wind. Uh, the next scene we have um, Juliet and Kate, and Juliet doesn't know what Smokey is. That's what she claims at this point. And uh, we find out that, like we said, her shoulder has been dislocated three times before. And um, Juliet also blames Kate for her still being on the island. Right. Um, which, you know, I got to say, I, I, I really, you know, wish they would stop saying that because I don't think it's Kate's fault. But um, I don't know. I guess it's a, she's an easy target because uh, she's there. Right. <laughs> the easiest target. Um, and then she, of course, she says she tells Kate that she really shouldn't go back for Jack because um, she broke his heart by sleeping with Sawyer. That they had cameras everywhere, and Jack saw, you know, saw what was going on. And Kate is, of course, saddened by that. Um, and I love this little part where she grabs her arm and forcibly resets it in the socket because um, <laughs> she's pissed at Juliet for what she said, and she just, like, shoves it back in there as hard mm-hmm. as she can. Pretty nice. Here, let me help you with your arm. <laughs> this will make you feel better. Yeah. Um, so next scene, we've got Sawyer hunting with Desmond. Uh, they're hunting boar, and uh, which is cool because um, I'm like, what is this season one again? I know, what a throwback! And yeah, this is so weird. They, God, it's so strange that they're hunting boar. We actually see one. I think I don't think we saw any boar in season two. At least I don't remember any. Wasn't there? Didn't a boar attack Sawyer? In that season was season two? one. Was it season one? Outlaws, yeah. What episode number? <laughs> I, know, I can't remember the episode number. I'm nice. not that good. Gotcha. I, I want to say like 18 or 19. Yeah. And I want to say you don't know. <laughs> well, you're right. Okay. Um, I guess we didn't see any boar. I mean, yeah, we didn't really see any boar in season two then. There, there was a whole line that Locke said about the boar went north or whatever he said. Yeah. Um. Uh, because they have a predator, and humans are the predator, and whatever. <laughs> humans are the most dangerous game. <laughs> yeah. Um, but but of course, when you watch that again, you realize he's actually lying. But you know, he's he's trying to explain why he's not catching boar anymore. But he's actually just working on the hatch. Yeah. Um, but uh, but uh, that's that's neither here nor there. Um, but uh, but I think I think once they got in the hatch and they got the food. And stuff, uh, it seemed like they just stopped bothering with the boar. Or maybe if they did, it just wasn't that important anymore, so they just didn't. Well, it seems like Desmond has been taking up the boar hunting. I mean, you know, when we first saw him hunt boar, which, uh, that was Claire's episode. What was that? Um, yeah, Paravian. Par, yeah, Paravian. Um, you know, he's hunting boar, but it seems like he's just lying. Like, he's really not hunting boar. He's just causing yeah. a ruckus. Um, so that Claire won't catch the bird, which was a whole bunch of crap that we already talked about. And I think he was lying in that case. Yeah, but but he's hunting boar now, and it seemed like Desmond 
you know, Desmond was already going to be up early in the morning hunting boar, and Sawyer decided to come with him. Yeah. Uh, which is weird. And, uh, I mean, not weird that he decided to come, but weird that Desmond's hunting boar. And, you know, and then it's Desmond, if I'm not mistaken, he's the one who shoots the boar, yet Sawyer is the one who gets credit for it all. <laughs> you know, at the uh-huh. end, I don't, I don't want to jump to the end, but, you know, Hurley's like, look, dude, you made everybody happy. You gave them meat. And I'm like, not only did Sawyer not shoot the boar, but it was Desmond's idea to do it anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, and it was just weird. Yeah, it seemed like Desmond should get some credit. I mean, it seemed like Sawyer was cooking it. Uh, so maybe uh, he gets credit for that. I, I bet he's not the one who skinned it and cleaned it. I mean, somebody should get the, took the credit for that. Yeah. They're, they're just not very good at giving credit where credit is due, I guess. Mm-hmm. They, put, they misplace blame on Kate, and they misplace credit on uh, Sawyer or something. Mm-hmm. Bad people. That's why you're, <laughs> that's why you're all left behind. <laughs> Because you're bad. Um, let's see. Next scene, uh, Kate and Juliet wake up after their encounter with Smokey, and they uh, get and go up on... What am I saying? They get a move on, and... <laughs> I don't know what I was It's a great about. expression. Yeah. Get a move on. They get a move on. Get their move on. I don't know. Next scene, uh, Cassidy is at a diner, and Kate's mom, what's her name, like Susie or something? Or Sarah? Oh, uh... Delilah. Diane? Diane. I think that's that's it, right? That's that's yeah. what's in my mind. All right. I was close with Delilah. <laughs> Delilah. <laughs> uh, uh, that's a great name. So, uh, <laughs> it is a great name. Uh, Kate's mom is a waitress, and, uh, you know, Cassidy spills her chili on Kate as she comes by. Uh, next scene, we get, uh, Kate's mom. You, it's funny, you, well, I, I was going to say you think Kate's mom might recognize Cassidy, but, uh, you know, she was in glasses, and it was quick and all that, so mm-hmm. I guess she didn't get too good of a look. Um, next scene, Kate's mom is in the bathroom, uh, cleaning herself up. And uh, Kate comes in, and they have, you know, a little heart-to-heart. And Kate, you know, wants to know why she turned her in. And um, she says, basically, you know, you killed somebody I loved. And, um, you know, you murdered him in cold blood, and that's why I turned you in. Mm-hmm. And um, the the mom doesn't want to turn Kate in, but, you know, she never wants to see her again. And I thought this whole this whole plot line is just sort of really sad, you know, that, um, you know, it's, and I, I, I tried to put myself in, in Diane's situation, and that's, of course, really hard. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and as Rebel said, uh, <laughs> Kate's mom is a bitch, and your kid comes first, which I, I do agree. Uh, and that's why I felt I was trying to put myself in her situation and, and to think, like, you know, this this person that I loved is killed by one of my kids, you know, would I really want to cut my kid off forever, you know, like, you know, that I would never get over it? And by somebody who abused you, too, you know. Um, but, you know, they say um, love is thicker than water. Is that what they say? Yeah. I, you <laughs> well, know, they, don't, they don't say that. I, I don't know. It, it kind of bothers me that, like, the kid comes and now they're more important. I don't know. It's just something about that bothers me. But it, but I, but I agree. She's She's being a little unfair. Yeah, you know, the thing about kids, and I don't have kids, so I'm just making this up, 
Um, I think the thing about kids is that, you know, you can, you know, obviously you can, you can meet someone, fall in love, get married, blah, blah, blah. You, you know, you have a commitment for life, but you don't, you know, you're not tied by blood. You're not, you know, that, that person that you're married to doesn't have your DNA. It's not, and it's, if you're a woman, you know, it's not born from you. You didn't carry that person, you know, for nine months. And I think, I think that's why that connection is so much stronger that, you know, if you get a divorce, that person is, you know, not your husband or wife anymore. But, you you, you know, that part, the kid will never stop being your kid, you know. And this is something you created, you know, out of, you know, not thin air, but, you know, almost out of nothing. So I think uh, I think that's why, you know, and generally speaking, like kids sort of are just more important. Um, and when you have kids, you'll understand that. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, I agree that's the way it is. I just, I don't know. Something about it is a little bit weird to me. But, uh, like, on the day they're born, look who's more important than you now. Like, I don't know. Something about that seems a little weird to me. But I I agree that's how it is. Yeah, and I don't think anyone actually says that, but I think that's what they feel in their heart. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And and I want to point out... um, uh, to uh, to 420 Brownie's comments, uh, I believe he was actually her real dad, and the reveal was who the guy who she thought was her stepdad, who was the 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 army guy or whatever. Uh, yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Instant feedback. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so anyway. <laughs> yeah, 420 just said you're right. Suggested. I just uh, wanted to respond. So yeah, there you go. Um, all right, look at that. Uh, all right, so let's go. We're ready for the next scene, right? Yes. Um, but anyway, this whole thing with Kate and her mom is just really sad. Oh, um, sorry. Oh, what? I just I have to. I do have something to say about this. Oh, go ahead. I think that this scene now explains why in um, Born to Run, which is uh, episode. <laughs> You know what, buddy? <laughs> oh, man. I know what episode it is because I watched it, too. Thank you very much. Anyway, uh, Born to Run, uh, when she uh, when she goes and visits her mom in the hospital uh, and uh, and uh, her mom starts screaming for, you know, for help, uh, this explains why she did that. You know, because yeah. she says at the end of this that if I see you again, I'm just going to yell for help. And at the time... <laughs> And she was serious. She was serious. Oh my God. I think that's the kind of line that the writers can write in after the fact. Yeah. You know, that's hilarious, though. I didn't, I forgot. I remember that scene where I forgot she literally was like, oh, oh. Mm-hmm. Wow, she really said that. And she really did it. Why did Kate come back? Oh, because she was sick? Yeah, because she was sick. Is that really a reason? <laughs> uh, it's, it is a reason. Kate doesn't learn. Uh, yeah, I can. Uh, I, I can buy. She would go back in that case. Yeah, I buy that. Too. She's like, yeah, come on. She's dying. She won't. She won't hold to her promise, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, she will. She, she will. did. She's born to scream for help. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. So okay, next scene. Kate and Juliet are walking. Um, Kate wants to know if uh, if Jack actually said that uh, she broke his heart. 
And Julia basically says, you know, he didn't have to, mm-hmm. which is not an answer. <laughs> <laughs> if you ask me, because I, I mean, I don't want to take Juliet's word for it that she, you know, Jack intimated that and she picked up on it. You know, I want to know if he said it or not, um, because in, unless I know that, then I, you know, I won't really believe it. Yeah, but, I don't really want to talk about this, but what do you think? <laughs> if, <laughs> If, if Jack's heart was really broken? Yes, that's my well, question. You know, you know I, it's it's interesting. I'm glad you brought that up. Because I think, I thought that the writers did a very good job of sort of walking that line, you know, in terms of, of Jack and Kay. Walking that line of, you know, they really care about each other. You know that in pretty much anyone else on the island that, you know, they're sort of highest on the, the sort of totem pole there for each other. Because uh, they, they've been through a lot and they have a connection, but but this idea that they you know have fallen in love or they love each other or anything like that, um, you know, I thought they did a good job about not really putting too much time into that. Um, and so when we get to the point where Juliet says, you know, his heart was broken, I was thinking like, when do we get that far along in in their relationship? You know, like you know where where did that come from? So I would have to say that maybe. I guess it just depends on my answer is sort of dependent on what what does it mean you know when he says when she says his heart was broken like just disappointed that you know that Kate didn't uh, that he didn't know about Kate and Sawyer you know there really wasn't much to know before that encounter mm-hmm. but the fact that you know he probably thinks there's more going on that he doesn't know so was he just disappointed that he didn't know disappointed that this means that he you know can't be with Kate now you know if if they're together. Or does it mean that literally, like, you know, by sleeping with Sawyer, that really, you know, made him mad and, and broke his heart? So I don't, I don't know which of those it really is supposed to be. Um, so there's my non-answer. Okay. <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah, I, I, I do think I do think it did it hurt Jack. I, I think I definitely. I mean, I think he was obviously hurt by it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I want to believe he's mature enough to deal with it in a reasonable fashion, but I don't know. Maybe not. Um, I mean, I think he is mature enough to deal with it, and I think he's just going to sort of not, you know, invest, you know, those, those kind of feelings in that, that time into Kate now. Yeah. Which is really the only thing you can sort of do in that situation, right? I mean, that's sort of the mature way to handle it. like, well, You've made your choice. You want to be with Sawyer, seemingly, so I'm going to leave you alone. Yeah, but, I mean, the idea that maybe he was leaving the island for that reason, like, that seems a little bit... Well, he said he was going to come back. You know, he said he was going to come back for her, So, and I believe that. And that's the thing, and I I like that, you know, when when characters have such a strong connection that it doesn't really matter what happened, that they'll always sort of be there for each other. And I think, you know, he really was planning to come back for Kate if if he left. Mm-hmm. Kate and, and the rest of them, but but that but that she was a big reason why he would come back, no matter what she had done, you know. And I'm actually interested uh, to see how Jack is going to react if he ever finds out, you know, what Kate did. Oh, I he like doesn't know, know yet. The, I don't think so. I think he missed that episode. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think his uh, TiVo screwed up and he didn't get to watch it. Oh, God, yeah, I think you're right. He doesn't know. Hmm. Nobody knows except Locke. Locke knows, and Locke is a blabbermouth. He'll tell everybody. Mm-hmm. 
Um, all right, let's go to the next scene. Um, oh, actually, this scene still. Sorry, um, there's a lot more, a lot more that happens, a whole bunch. Um, you know, Juliet basically tells. Oh, I'm sorry, Kate tells Juliet that you know she doesn't know Jack, and then of course, as we all expected, Juliet rattles off a list of facts that she knows about Jack from reading his file, mm-hmm. and then says, "What do you know about him, Kate?" And they really seem to think knowing facts means you know somebody. Uh, they keep they keep doing that, so that's yep. to be what they what their conceit is. Uh, all of a sudden, Smokey is back. We hear the smoky noise, and then they start running for their lives. And uh, Juliet trips and falls, causing them to fall in the mud. And you know, what do you want more than uh, you know two two hot women handcuffed together than two hot women handcuffed together in mud, right? <laughs> My answer is to have them handcuffed together. That, that's what you want more? Yeah, in addition to that. They were already, what? I'm confused. <laughs> Are you trying to make a joke? And I'm not uh, yes, it? I'm trying, but never mind. Okay, I, I didn't get your joke. I'm sorry. Okay, that's all right. Because they're, they're already handcuffed together. Did you say that? Yeah, I said uh, two hot women handcuffed together. Now you have them covered in mud. I thought you said, oh, never mind. God. Wow. Woo! That sucked. Oh, nice. Naked and handcuffed together is the next step up. You're right, 420. Thank you. <laughs> oh, man. That's it. And fluffy that's handcuffs. That's fluffy handcuffs. There you go. Because um. <laughs> handcuffs by themselves are just not sexy enough. You need The you fluffy ones are more erotic, I guess. You need the, the fluffy on them. The fluff. Um. So they're running, they're running. She, like I said, she trips and falls. Uh, they run into the sonic fence, and Kate doesn't want to go through because she knows what happens uh, when someone goes through. And Juliet says, no, no, they're off. But Kate's not really listening. She's sort of caught up in what's going on, um, you know, her impending death, <laughs> that little thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, Juliet pulls out a key, uncuffs herself from Kate, and goes to a little keypad on one of the pylon and enters a code and uh, tells Kate, you better get on this side, and Kate does, and then she cuts on the fence, and uh, Smokey comes out of the jungle and hits the fence and can't go past it, which uh, this was a theory that I think we said in one of our previous podcasts that uh, that, that sonic fence might be able to keep Smokey out, um, and presumably, I mean, I guess we don't, I guess it seems like that's not really the, the, the main reason they have it. It's just a cool side effect. Um, yeah. because, you know, Juliet says, we don't know what it is, but it, we know it doesn't like our fans. Um, so a couple, a couple questions here. Um, it's interesting how, you know, when Juliet turned on the, the pylon, the, the sonic fence, it sort of, uh, you know, became immediately active. It didn't wait for, you know, Smokey to go through between the two pylons, mm-hmm. which is different how we saw it behave before when, you know, it didn't come on until Mikhail went through it. So I don't know if we're supposed to, you know, question that or not, or just wonder if she cut it on, you know, if she had it, like, auto on or something uh, versus, like, you know, on if someone passes through. I don't know. But I thought it was just weird how it sort of behaved a little bit differently. Um, what do you think about this this thing with Smokey not being able to go through the fence? Uh, do, you, do you think, as others have uh, said, that it should be able to go up over the fence? 
Yeah, I think when when we talked about that originally, uh, you know, maybe they built it to keep Smokey out. That's that's sort of what I was thinking. Smokey seems um, seems like it can fly around. Um, so you know, if the humans can go over it, why can't it go over it? Mm-hmm. Um, but um, what was supposed to be the question? Do you? That was the question. Like the the strangeness that it it didn't seem like it could just go over the fence. Yeah, um, I I can't really explain that um, uh, except to say I have to believe that it stops it somehow um, from doing that. But uh, I, I don't. Uh, maybe it I just mean, can't stand to be near it, or I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if we're supposed to believe that that it just hasn't thought to go over it, maybe, mm-hmm. you know, because it's, it's sort of trying to attack them, and they're on the ground level, so it just sort of goes in that direction. Yeah. But, um, and then the other thing is Smokey's kind of, you know, it's kind of a big cloud of smoke, and, and even, and I guess that's the other thing is, you know, Kate and them went over the pylon, but if they would have, you know, crossed the threshold between the two pylons, even above it, would that have activated it or not? You know, we don't really know. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think if Smokey would have tried to go over the pylon, he's so sort of wide that it would have gone between the two pylons anyway, just mm-hmm. sort of above it. So maybe that would have cut it on. I don't know. But um, it's interesting that we got to see uh, Smokey stopped by something. Um, so I Yeah, guess, I think that's the first time that's ever – except like the dynamite, I guess. That seemed to stop him. Yeah. Um, so maybe time number two. But uh, he did seem pretty much unstoppable. So, uh, yeah, it was nice. It was nice to have that theory confirmed. Also, I think we also had a theory about the fence having some kind of keypad to turn it off. Uh-huh. Uh, so it was nice to see that uh, come up, yeah. too. Um, and uh, speaking of that, and this is something 420 said, asked, just asked, um, how did Juliet know the fence was off, which is something I was wondering about. Uh, and and that uh, that made me think that, she knew that if the others left, they would have had to cut it off. Um, but that's the thing. Can you, if, if the fence is on and you're outside of the fence, you can't get to the keypad, right? So if if the others left and ever wanted to come back, they, they can't put on the fence. All of them? Yeah, I guess not. Unless there's a pylon with a keypad on the on the outside. Right. You know, um, so I don't know. I don't know how she, and I and I think maybe how she knew was you know related to how she got out to the jungle too. Yeah, I was guessing maybe she turned it off herself. Yeah, she turned it off, or you know, when they were taking her and Kate into the jungle, she knew it was she saw it was off. She found that it was. I mean, she had to cross that, you know. Yeah. Barrier to to get out there. So. Uh, yeah, I think either she turned it off or she found that it was turned off already. So I think that's how she knew. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, what was my other I had another question about this whole fence thing. Uh, guess I don't. So basically, you know, Kate's all pissed off about, about, you know, Juliet lying, you know, that she had a key the whole time. And Juliet says, well... You know, I figured, you know, if if I could make you think we were in it together, that I wouldn't be left behind again. The particular line, yeah. Everybody's, I love it, you know, in episodes where there's, you know, the title, you know, is usually a big part of the episode. Yeah. 
this episode, everybody's talking about being left behind. Oh, yeah. And it, coincidence? Mm, no. Uh, let's see. Next scene. You ready for the next scene? Uh, yes. Oh, I'm not, because I have one more thing to say. Oh, okay. Um, I might not be either. You know, we talked before <laughs> about Smokey and, and are there multiple Smokies or, or does the one Smokey have the ability to be in two places at once? Um, and I, I wanted to bring up the, the little fact that when, when we see Smokey come out, the, come out of the jungle on this scene, it seems to have like three or four different, you know, pieces to itself, three or four different little clouds of smoke, and they combine into one big cloud of smoke, which comes out of the jungle. Uh, did you notice that? No. Yeah, if you guys have a chance, take a look at that again. Uh, I thought it was weird. It, it, it sort of seemed to come from multiple directions, and you know, diff- different clouds of smoke sort of came from different directions and then grouped together into one big smoky, and then that's the one that attacked the fence. So, um, so I don't know. I don't know if that's just how smoky sort of operates or if there's sort of multiple smokies or what. Um, because, you know, and the idea that it's a security system, you would want it to be able to secure more than one location at once. You know, if you have some area that you want, you know, you know, guarded, you know, if someone comes from this angle or this side, you want that protected. And if someone at the same time comes from a different side, you want that protected too. So with the idea that Smokey is part of its function, at least as a security system, it would make sense if there's multiple Smokies or if Smokey can be in more than one place at once. Mm-hmm. So something to think about. Okay. Uh, next scene is what I like to refer to as the meat party, uh, because everyone's so happy that there's meat. <laughs> I don't know. It's very strange. They're like, ooh, meat. I don't care. I'm stuck on an island. There's meat here, and it's boar. I love boar. <laughs> meat party. Yikes. Yeah, sounds tasty, right? Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be a new fad all across the country. People are going to have meat parties. <laughs> yeah, I think it's good. We should patent that. Yeah, boar, the other white meat. <laughs> nice. Oh, um, dear. So, you know, they have, they're at the meat party, and Sawyer's talking to Charlie, and he references the, the meeting that, that the lawsuits are going to have for the voting, and Charlie's like, what are you talking about, mate? And I love Charlie's line of, since when does anybody vote for uh, anything? Mm-hmm. But it's so true. They never vote about anything. Um, no, they really don't. Sawyer basically realizes what's going on and that there was never going to be a vote, so he goes to um, talk to Hurley. And Hurley, you know, well, let me finish. Hurley was, uh, before I start ranting about Hurley, um, he basically <laughs> tells <laughs> He basically tells Sawyer that, uh, you know, if Sawyer's going to be the leader, he needs to smooth everything over because people need someone to look up to, and they, you know, he's he's the next candidate, basically. And he's like, look around, man. You you know, you gave everybody meat, and everybody's happy. And, uh, you know, for, for one day they'll, you know, not have to think about their horrible situation because they have meat. Right. <laughs> um, and, again, I was thinking, you know, Desmond Desmond should be getting credit for some of this, I think. Um, yeah, Sawyer even gave Desmond something, like, as though he was offering him, you know, look what I got it, for you. Wasn't it like a the sand, uh, like a meat sandwich or something? I, I It looked like a big piece of pineapple to me. But. Oh, really? Well, I saw I saw something I thought was bread, and I figured it was some sort of big meat sandwich. Big meat sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> 
Like they just put put a boar a boar hawk on a, a bun. <laughs> what oh, is he gonna nasty. do with the boar? Um, yeah, they offered. It was a, it was a couple of those shots during this Jack Johnson esque montage. Oh no! Um, it was very. I was expecting Jack Johnson to start singing. I just want to say uh, I'm really glad there weren't vocals. Yeah, it, it's a lot better when they don't have the vocals. Yeah. Because we can live together on the island. And if we stick together, we'll make it to the end. <laughs> yeah, it's all nice and sappy. Yeah, I can't. Um, like, it was bad enough with the instrumental, but throwing the lyrics and it's just, you know, another level of cheese. Yeah. Don't want that. No, you don't. Um, the, during, yeah, during this montage, I think, yeah, I think you're right. I think it was Sawyer who gave, who tried to offer Desmond... Uh, something on a plate. <laughs> we can agree to that. It was some, some sort of food on a plate. Yeah. And uh, and Desmond, you know, Desmond doesn't take it in that shot. He just sort of like looks at it and kind of smiles like pathetically. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, man, Desmond's really pathetic these days. Like he's just really sad. Like yeah. Like since you know since he's got back on the island, basically, uh, you know, he's just been you know from when he tried to leave. He's just been really sad and pathetic, and then now he's got these visions, he's even more sad and pathetic. Yeah. And uh, it's really weird. I'm used to him being, you know, interesting, because, uh, you know, he was for a while, and now right. he's just like, oh, woe is me. I'm Desmond. I'm sad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His his power is his, is his curse. <laughs> just like Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so the rest of this little montage, you know, we see people eating and sharing food and having fun, and Sawyer holding baby Aaron and son washing suspiciously. Yeah, what are you going to do to that baby? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> are you going to convince Charlie to kidnap that baby, too? <laughs> Yeah, I, you know, I was thinking son is like, well, he can't be too bad. He's holding a baby. Mm-mm. Hmm, you can't be horrible if you're holding a baby. Right? That's why politicians do it. You know, they go kiss babies because you can't look like an asshole when you're kissing a baby. Mm-hmm. Except for Nixon. Right. Nice. Um, next scene, we've got uh, Kate and Juliet. They finally get back to O-Town. Juliet's going to go uh, for Saeed, and Kate's going to go get Jack. She goes into his little house and finds him unconscious in the hallway. Uh, the entire place is wrecked, and as many people have wondered, why is Jack still unconscious? Mm-hmm. Uh, because it definitely did knock uh, Kate and Juliet out that long. Um, so I don't know what we're supposed to think about that. Um, Maybe maybe the idea is that, you know, they threw they threw the smoke in the Jack's place and it you know, it made him unconscious and of course the smoke filled the entire place, so he kept breathing in the gas, you know, for, for many, many hours, keeping him unconscious, where Kate, you know, was taken out of that room so she woke up eventually. Right. So maybe that's what it's supposed to be. That is the prevailing theory, but if Juliet's telling the truth and she was gassed in her house, she shouldn't have been able to wake up so quick to, you know, to take Juliet, to take Kate away. Well, yeah, no, I don't see. I don't buy that. I, that's the thing. I don't buy that Juliet. Juliet can't, cannot, cannot have been gassed, and she's the one who took Kate. That just doesn't work. 
they either they either left Juliet alone and Juliet, you know, knew that they were leaving and knew that Kate was gassed and then like somehow took Kate into the jungle. I mean, I guess that's my theory. That's what happened. That okay. Juliet wasn't Juliet wasn't gassed. Yeah. Because if she was gassed, she should have been out for a while. Um well, okay, okay. I'll backtrack and say that Juliet could have been gassed and then someone grabbed her and then someone grabbed Kate and took them both to the jungle. So that Juliet wasn't in her house that long. Okay. So it's still back to either one of those two. <laughs> can't can't get a consensus there on what really should have happened. Um sometimes that's the best you can do on this show. That is sometimes the best. Um, so, you know, Jack and, uh, Kate are talking and, uh, you know, she tells him that they all left and, uh, Kate again says, you know, it's because she, she says it's because of her that they left, which I thought was an even weirder, uh, statement that they, that they left because of her. Uh, what do you, what do you think that meant or that she was referring to? Uh... I don't know. She doesn't know what she's talking about. Yeah, I mean, um, that's true. She really doesn't. She has no idea why they left. Um, so, yeah, but, but I don't know. I guess she's just feeling guilty and wants to blame herself for everything. <laughs> just like a woman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yikes. Oh. Justin, why'd you say that? Because <laughs> it's how I feel. Exactly. And you wonder why you don't have any kids. So, um, so anyway, um, Jack asks if Juliet is gone, and Kate reluctantly tells him that they left her behind too. And oh. uh, they all decide, you know, to go back to the beach. Um, the next scene, flashback: Cassidy drops Kate off at her car, which is uh, apparently ready now, just in time. Yay! <laughs> That three days was just in time for them to do what they needed to do. Funny how that worked out. Mm-hmm. Um, Kate, uh, plots are good that way, you know. They just yeah, um, plots are nice and tight. That they, way. Just, they seem like they're planned by someone. Yeah, like some group of of Harvard educated people. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, went went and uh, made made this whole thing up. Like it's not really happening live. Hmm. Hmm. Curious. Because um, this is a reality show, right? Yeah, right? From the producers of Survivor. <laughs> That's what I like to believe. That's what I heard. That's what they told me. That's what they told you? Okay. Yeah. Who, I don't know. Okay. So, what I do know is that uh, Kate wants to know the name of the guy who ripped Cassidy off. And I was really hoping Cassidy would say, mm-hmm. oh, he goes by the name Sawyer or something. Uh, I don't know why she would use that voice, but um, I don't know. But, uh, of course, she doesn't. Uh, This is another connection that may never be uh, solved. Uh, She tells her that she's pregnant, and she doesn't want to call the cops on the guy, um, you know, because she doesn't – because she still loves him, basically. Mm -hmm. And then Kate tells – we find out that Kate tells Cassie her real name is Kate, not Lucy. Um, And that was a little interesting tidbit that she was a Sunday school girl. Um, which I guess is just one of those things that it's like, wow, she should be more moral, but she's not, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, next scene, we've got uh, the last scene, actually. Um, Jack comes out, and he sees Juliet, and they sort of catch up or whatever a little bit, and 
Saeed comes out and and sees Jack and because they and they haven't seen each other for a long time, right? Oh no, it's been a long, it's been long, like, long time since the dock, right? I think uh, they didn't see each other oh, wait. at the dock. He wasn't there. I think last they saw each other, they were they they made their their big grand plan for how they were going to uh, wow attack the others, and Saeed was going to signal, and I think that was the last time they saw each other. Well, no hug, no handshake. <laughs> No. Uh, although I, I do think there was a, there was a lot of weight in that, Saeed, Jack. Mm-hmm. It was like I love you. <laughs> they wanted to fail. They wanted to say I miss you and um, and that uh, you're the reason I'm living. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Without you, there is no reason, Saeed. There is nothing. So true. Talk about a plot twist. <laughs> um. So um. We also find uh, that uh, that that the the others that there were fifty of them, which is uh, a number we haven't had uh, mm. ever. That hurts goes, my theory about a hundred. Yeah, which goes back to uh, a point of contention Justin and I had a long time ago about how many others that there were, and during the hunting party, if uh, if they were trying to deceive them into thinking there was more of them than there were. Mm-hmm. And it seems that's kind of what they were doing because, uh, you know, if there's only 50 of them and there were at the time 40 something others. So that's, you know, I mean, 40 something losties. Yeah. So, you know, head to head war, you know, wouldn't have been good for either side. Um, but, uh, but I, I think it's interesting that there, there is only 50. Um, and um, you got to wonder, how many of those 50 are new to the island, like Juliet? How many, or if any of those are, you know, I guess some of those have to have been born there because uh, I believe Ben said, you know, that not many of his people could say that. So that right. means that some of his people could say that. A few, probably, yeah. Uh, probably like that old lady we saw in, in the first mm-hmm. episode, you know. I'm here for the book club. I'm here for the book club. and. Ethan hasn't finished your plumbing yet. Why is she British? I'll take my tea at two thirty. <laughs> Why is she English? I don't know. All right. Old people are English. Old people are English? Yeah. Should tell my grandma that. You didn't get the memo? No. Grandma, aren't you English? Because you're old. And then I get a nice slap in the face. Oh. Wow. Yeah, my grandma's a bitch. She's telling me. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh. oh dear. Yeah, she's not a very nice person. No. Uh, <laughs> wow. Just kidding. Um. So you know they're all ready to go back to uh, the beach, and then Saeed says, uh, "Juliet's not coming with us," and Jack says, "Yes, she is. Why?" Because they left her behind, too. Another non-reason. I'm leaving now. Let's go. I'm leaving. She's coming with us because she's here. All right. That makes no sense, Jack. I mean, I don't see how they could just leave her there. I mean, it seems kind of weird. So You know, I think you say that because you've been bemused by the one-quarter pucker of Juliet. You're right. Because I, and I have, too. You know, I like Juliet. I like her character. I like the actress. You know, and even though she's, you know, sort of one of the bad guys, she's she's kind of not, you know, and I and I want to trust her. You know, I want her to come back with the Losty so she can regale us with all sorts of uh, information and mystery-solving statements. But um, 
I think the truth of the matter is that she is still one one of them, and, and at least from Saeed's perspective, he ha you know she hasn't won him over, and she's sort of the enemy. Yeah. You know, who knows why she's here? And you know, I got to say, I love, I love, um, you know, I'll give Naveen Andrews the credit for this. Uh, that little look he gives when Jack says, because she's left behind too, and he sort of smirks, and he's like, he's thinking to him. I, I like to think he's thinking, well, you know, that's not a real reason, and and I feel like Saeed's really. Uh, as wary of Juliet that he's, you know, he's got his eye on her. Oh, yeah. Uh, so I, I, I like that he sort of hints at that, that he's not just like, oh, okay, well, that's fine. Let's have her come home. It's like, okay, well, I'm going to keep my eye on this this little harlot. It's Yeah, um, it's a harlot. <laughs> 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 oh, that's a good old-fashioned insult. Uh, yeah. I, uh, I, yeah, I think, I think it's sort of like, it's sort of like, uh, all right, I'm not, I'll let it drop for now, but I'm not going to let this go. Mm-hmm. Like, I, yeah, I, it, but that's how you, that's his MO these days. Like, let's talk about this later. Mm-hmm. <laughs> later, after it's too late to address yeah, the issue. After we, after we get back to, after we get back to the beach, let's talk about whether or not Julia should come to the beach with it. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I guess he just doesn't. I don't know, but yeah, that's um, that was good. I liked it. So, uh, four twenty mentions that Saeed may have to use his tortura skills, <laughs> uh, but you know, not only has Saeed vowed to not do that multiple times, so many times, never again will I do that again. This, um, this, this. Oh God! As soon as but, he learns uh, how to do it, he vows never to do it again. Yeah, he like forgets, but. <laughs> Well, no, he does it because he's like, I told myself I'd never do this, and then I'm doing it, and he's like, I should have listened to myself. Mm-hmm. But um, there's no way, there's no way Jack would let him torture uh, Juliet. But I, I, I'd like to, I like, I would like to see the threat of that though. I'd, I would like to see that scene where someone suggests that Saeed do that and mm-hmm. uh, see what happens. But you know, Jack wouldn't let that happen. I think he's gonna at least question her. He would, oh, he's definitely he's gonna be questioning her all the, all the whole way home. I think. Um, and uh, I hope she's as forthcoming as Mikhail was, but uh, yeah, he but was I think, very forthcoming. Yeah, but I think Juliet is more guarded than that. I think she's, you know, she's she's more intellectual, and I think she's she's gonna keep her secrets close. Yeah, that's true. Um, uh, but I but I think uh, I think we might get an answer or two out of her. Maybe uh, maybe some smaller things, but uh, I think she'll I think she'll give something up. Hopefully. Yeah, <laughs> she'll give something up. <laughs> I think that's what Jack's hoping. Uh-oh. Um, <laughs> yikes. Whoa, whoa. Watch the language there. Um, innuendo, please. Um, Rebel, don't give away my secrets. <laughs> I just guessed that's what was going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks, Rebel. You're ruining yeah. my... See, this is why we can't do it live. This is why we can't do it live because the audience tells her uh, tells us what's really going on. Nice. I thought you just just assume that, Justin. I just I was just oh man. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Just a theory nice. of mine. <laughs> oh man. Uh, it's okay. I really don't care. I just think it's funny. Yeah, that's hilarious. <laughs> um. I had something else to say about Juliet in, in, in terms of the secrets. Oh, I think I think the I, I think it's all going to depend, you know, in terms of what she's going to say or not say. 
Um, I think that's going to depend on how she, you know, where, where her allegiance is right now. Like, if she is just like, you know, screw Ben, screw the others, they left me behind. You know, not only that, but I was, you know, they were. She was just recently branded as, you know, an outsider, or outcast, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so if she, if she's, you know, completely on the lofty side, I think it's going to be great. I think she's going to, you know, be willing to share a lot. But if, you know, if she's a plant or a mole, which I don't think she is, but she could be, um, in some way, or if she still feels some allegiance to the others. Then I think she'll be a little less forthcoming with uh, with her information. Yeah, I agree with both. Well, good because it's logical. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay. Uh. Well, that's it for our uh, little episode recap. Um, wow. Yeah, that was quick. That was quick. Uh, that was less than two hours. Whew. Wow. Well, I guess at this point uh, we will take questions uh, or comments from you guys, uh, see what you guys want to talk about, what you thought of the episode. Um, Right? That sounds like a good idea. Yeah. I'm sure that will be fun. Um, All right. Well, let's go to to Rebel. Uh, I'm going to unmute you now. Hello, Rebel. Oh, hi. Wow. How's it going? (laughs) <laughs> Pretty good. Wow. I don't know what to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I kind of put you on the spot, huh? <laughs> yeah, I'm like the first one now. <laughs> yes. Well, welcome. Wow. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for tuning in. Cool. I'm thrilled that you guys had a, t- t- uh, a call-in show. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 interesting. It's definitely different. Um, so what do you, what do you what do you think about this episode? What was your take on it? I liked it. It made me like Jack less because he's like, I don't know. He just, as he goes on, he gets to be so, I don't know. I didn't like how he was, how he, how he was like, oh, let's just take Juliet home. It doesn't matter, you know. And yeah. I didn't know he has like this weird crush on her, or whatever. But <laughs> I didn't. <care. laughs> I didn't. I didn't like that. It's just like he orders everybody around, and he was just about to leave and. He was just about to abandon them, pretty much, even though he tells himself he was going to come back. Some part mm-hmm. of him's got to know that was bullshit, you know? Yeah. Like he was I, never I, coming home, you know? Yeah, I think, I think that Jack is sort of disappointed, you know, by the fact that – because, you know, when he says that line, you know, I think Kate says, like, what do we do now? And he's like, well, we go back. And I think he's really sad because he had his sights set on going home. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, it is weird. You know, he does seem to have this sort of thing with Juliet and – um you know, I get to me it sort of feels like uh what is it, Stockholm syndrome, you know? Yeah. Where like you sort of fall in love with your captors or whatever, but uh yeah. I mean besides her beauty and all that. <laughs> but <laughs> but um yeah. what do you think? Do you think Juliet uh is in on it or do you think she was uh really left behind? I don't know. Um I think she could have been left behind because but you know, that doesn't mean that anybody should trust her, really. Yeah. I mean, you know, just, I mean, yeah, they they branded her back, and she was in trouble just recently, so they they could have left her behind, but I don't know. I wouldn't trust her anyway, you know. She was with them, and... I don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't trust her anyway. Yeah, I think, I, I think it's. I, yeah, I think it's. I think it's definitely too early to to put a lot of trust in her. Do you? Yeah. Uh, do you have any ideas of where you think uh, the others went to? Hmm. I really. Don't. 
I don't know. I can't even imagine. They just yeah. left their place with all their electricity, mm-hmm. you know, with all their cool stuff, with their protection. I have no – only reason I thought – I didn't even mean that. I was just kidding about the four-year-old statue because I was thinking, <laughs> I don't know where else they could go. They have to go to whatever lost, hidden city yeah, associated right? with the four-year-old statue. Yeah. You know? Well, you – I think that's actually an interesting uh, an interesting idea that there's there's maybe some sort of hidden city or uh, like some uh, Greek type place. You know? Yeah, that's interesting that there's Porto some that, people. Yeah, I can buy that. <laughs> Porto people. Now that's well, a little Porto weird. Porto dead people. Porto dead right. people. Oh, okay, that makes it, <laughs> that makes them less threatening. Are they are they moving around or? Uh... I don't know. I'm just like. I'm just kidding. Like the, you know, the four toes yeah. statue. Whatever this place is, all the statues have four toes for some reason. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know I, why. I would, I would love to see where the others, um, where the others were before they were in O Town. So presumably they went there. So uh, that'd be cool because I'd like to see what's going on at that place. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. Cool. Well, thanks awesome. for uh, thanks for chatting okay. with us. We're gonna go cool. to 420 Brownie now. Okay. Okay. Right, bye. Four twenty. Hello. Hey, guys. Hey. All right, go. Interesting talk. All right. What do you got for us, man? What do you What do you think about this episode? I thought it was. I thought it was good. Um. Um. I really liked uh, seeing Smokey again. Uh. I think. Uh, although at first I thought we were finding out that that the others didn't know a lot about Smokey. Uh huh. Uh. Damon and Carlton maybe made a comment about that. that we probably shouldn't trust that. So yeah, uh, it's always tough trying to fit in what we know. Plus, if you if you're one that listens to the official Lost podcast, trying to trying to fit in what we see on the show with their little smug comments, <laughs> you never know. <laughs> They're so tough to read. You know, they keep making this little comment too about maybe somebody is dead or that we think is dead and yeah. coming back. Which yeah, I, guess I, th- is I think it's Mikhail. I mean, I don't know who else it could be, because um, you know, like we said before, you know, he, we definitely didn't see anyone check to make sure he was dead. Nobody, you know, took his pulse or anything. Um, but yeah, they made that comment about someone that we think is dead might not be dead, and um, I guess we'll see who that's supposed to be. Unless, unless maybe it's Jacob. Maybe everyone sort of thinks Jacob is dead and he's not. Maybe that's who they're talking about. I don't know. Could be. At first, you know, they mentioned it twice, but the first time I thought they were just totally joking, and then they mentioned it again, so I mm-hmm. guess there's something to it. Um, but uh, I thought it was good. I, I, I'm really not liking Jack. I mean, I hated how when, you know, Kate wakes him up, it's almost like he's just completely disinterested in what she has to say, and then yeah. he's all about, you know, where's Juliet? And then when she when he sees her, you know, he's, they're all buddy-buddy, and mm-hmm. I don't know. There's got to be something going on there we haven't seen. But, uh, yeah, it was good. I know there were some comments, people calling it a filler episode. And I guess, it, to me, it was just more of a transition. But, yeah. I mean, you know, last year, if someone had said Locke's going to join the other, and one of the others is going to join the Lost Teeth, I think we would have all been like, whoa! You know, yeah. How's that, how's that going to happen? Yeah. It happened, and everyone's just kind of like, oh. Yeah, apparently the answer is very easily, <laughs> very logically. Oh. Yeah, it's. But that's the thing, you know. I think if, if if back in season one, somebody told me Locke would be like he is today, I really wouldn't believe it. You know, he's so just sort of self interested and um, and and sort of just 
crazy these days that uh, I, I didn't see that coming. But uh, but yeah, it's weird that uh, you know we're gonna get an other back at uh, back at the beach, and I, I can't wait to see how people react to that. You know, that's gonna be really yeah. strange. I think she. Uh, I think Juliet was 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 left behind, but I think she probably feels like there's a way she can uh, maybe redeem herself. So mm-hmm. I don't I don't see her being really all that helpful. We'll see though. Um, but I do I I want to say before I forget I do something you said a while ago to rebel. I do really like your theory about go back to where they originally were staying. I guess before they invaded O Town. Mm-hmm. That makes. And I wonder if it'll look something like the fake camp we saw. Yeah, uh, that's what, yeah, that's what we were thinking that it might that that's maybe why the fake camp looked like it did because that's how they used to live or something like that. Right. Um, Presumably, you know, minus the fake house door. <laughs> yeah, the fake house door. Um, that kind really doesn't fit with the uh, you know sort of primitive uh, right. look. Maybe they'll find Jacob there. I, I keep maybe thinking he you know. He's got this sort of communion with the island as well. You know, he never bought yeah. into the, you know, let's go live in, a, you know, O-Town, the little utopic society. So, I wonder, yeah, that's a good point. That, uh, I wonder if maybe Jacob and, and maybe a whole different group of others are back wherever the others are going now. Maybe there's more of them than just the 50. Because I, I definitely want to believe Jacob's alive and around somewhere. Me too, and I hope we see him this season. Yeah, I don't. I'm not confident that we will, but I hope we do. Yeah, they keep hinting at it, but uh, yeah, I'm afraid it might be next year, but we'll see. But uh, it's apparently going to be a while before we see Locke again. So I guess oh yeah. The next, I, am. I think the next few episodes maybe are going to be on the beach. Uh, I guess you know I'm, I'm staying spoiler free with the exception of the official podcast, uh, and there's. There's some spoilers there, but they're pretty generic, pretty pretty vague. Yeah. Um, but I'm I'm finding that I'm really enjoying the, uh, the episodes a lot more, even even to the point of not watching Next on Laws, because they'd gotten to where they were just completely giving everything away. Yeah, they do. They give a lot away in the Next on Laws these days. They just that you know they can't help themselves because they want people to tune in, so they they show you all the good stuff, and that, and that's all the stuff you don't want to see, you know. Yeah. Crazy. The worst one was that Canadian one with the uh, with Locke saying he's coming for the submarine. Yeah, the that Canadian next on Locke was horrible. Uh, that was I just heard, ugh, ruined it. Yeah, I heard you guys talking about that. I, I didn't see it. I was kind of into the spoilers last year, but uh, and and this year, uh, first of the season, I was watching the next on Lost, but uh, I I think it was the one. It was a silly episode where they found the the Volkswagen van. But mm-hmm. That one, you know they totally showed us that um, in the next on loss and then so you're totally expecting it during the episode yeah. and they find it's just not a surprise at all That's a, now that was a filler episode that was yeah that was more of a filler than this was definitely yeah definitely jeez that whole thing and yeah Smokey and I mean uh, <laughs> Vincent sorry I think he's Smokey but, yeah uh, <laughs> What's Vincent the was bringing the bringing the arm and oh jeez <laughs> Yeah, I know you love it when Vince uh, shows up, like a, like Lassie with a little, you know. Look yeah. Look what I found. Yeah, it's interesting. Here, this will get the plot going. Oh, the other thing uh, I haven't heard a lot of people talking about is, um, you know, I think this episode pretty much confirms once and for all, or, you know, not that it's been that big a mystery, but uh, that Nikki and Paula are definitely dead. I mean, 
you know, if they were, if they had somehow survived, we would have seen them. Mm-hmm. You know, on the beach. Yeah, I mean, at this point, they've been buried for you know at least a day or something like that. So yeah. they should definitely be dead. Yeah. Yeah, I, I never really thought that. I've heard some other chat about people thinking, uh, you know, maybe one of them would survive. I never really believe that. I mean, I think the point was kill them off, and that's what they did. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Yeah, there's 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 no reasonable way they should have survived. That's oh man, that's that'd be weird if they're if any one of them is alive. A lot of people latched on to uh, Locke's line about things on this island don't stay buried, and they thought that was foreshadowing the fact that they were gonna they were gonna become unburied somehow, like the beach right. was gonna wash away the sand or something. The beach washing away six six feet of sand in the, before they can like suffocate to death. No way. I didn't say it was a good theory, but uh, yeah, people were uh, a lot of people were thinking that uh, for some reason. I guess because they just didn't think they could just do nothing and then die. But that's what yeah. they did. That's exactly what they did. They did nothing and died. Yeah, and that didn't really bother me. I know we're sort of skipping back an episode, but I heard a lot of people complaining about. It. About that, but I mean, at the same time, everyone was complaining that they wanted them gone because they weren't, you know, doing yeah. anything. So well, that's about. I mean, I think I was one of those people. I'm like, well, if you're gonna have these these characters around, make them do something, and then they killed them off before they really did anything, and it was like, it just seemed like a way. And I think I think Carlton and Damon basically, I think said in one of their podcasts that they they couldn't do what they wanted to do with Nick and Paolo. They didn't have time, and I think that's why we they you know they sort of get the short end of the stick in terms of lost characters because they they didn't really have time to make a mark, you know, other than these bad people. Uh, did I hear somewhere that Paulo's uh, or the the, character, the actor that plays him uh, uh, was he not happy with the way that was going? I think I heard that maybe that he was ready. Oh to really? Go. I heard that too, but I don't remember where. But that that's that he was ready to leave. Actually, I remember reading a while ago that he gave an interview uh, where he was saying that he got killed off, and I was like, "There's no way he would say that," but I don't know. He wow. did get killed off. <laughs> <laughs> That was a while ago. It was like a month ago, probably. It was way before the episode came on. Wow. So. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Well, there was some deal a while back with um, Jack was, uh, or, or uh, uh, my mind's going blank. Who's, who plays Jack? Uh, oh, Matthew Fox. Matthew Fox. Fox, yeah. That he was seen, I guess, uh, in the, you know, here in the States. And he had some little comment about, oh, I can't tell you why, but I don't think there's really much to that. Oh, the idea that he was, huh. I think that was just the period where we didn't see Jack for a few episodes, uh, for 10 and 11 and uh, 12. I think 12 we saw him right at the end playing football. So I think that was, uh, I think just during that time he wasn't working on Lost, and he couldn't explain because he was at the other's village. I don't think it was a big deal, but nobody knew at the time, so. Right. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. This show, I mean, there's so... I'm sitting here thinking about if there's anything else I wanted to say. I mean, there's so much going on in this show. It's so... It's really hard to uh, to put, you know, good comments together on the blog because it gets so <laughs> wordy. <laughs> and it's 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 hard too, you know, talking about it even with someone. There's just so much going on. Yeah, there's a lot lot going on. That's why our podcasts are so long. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Talk I about got through this one fast. I was I was 
kind of watching the time as we were going and as you were going through the scenes, and I could tell we were kind of going fast. But yeah, yeah. I think. I think um, talked, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was just gonna say. I mean, I think you talked about all there was to talk about, though. So yeah, you know, there was a lot of big mysteries. I mean, the biggest thing was, you know, the the others leaving. You know, wh- what did they know about Smokey? And that's about it, you know. And the whole half of the episode, which was Kate's backstory, there's not much to talk about there. So, um, yeah, this yeah. is a pretty quick one. I guess in my mind, the, the biggest thing lingering from this episode is the whole the whole deal with Juliet and Kate. How did they get out there in the jungle? And you know, I'd like to know more about that. What's your What's your theory on what happened? I don't have a good one, but I. I mean, every time I think, well, I guess somehow Juliet took Kate out of there and then handcuffed her to her. And I do sort of believe that um, she wanted to make sure, you know, that, that they didn't leave her behind, too. Mm-hmm. But then you get into the whole problem of, well, but how did she wake up quicker? Or was she even gassed? Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. There's something there we're not seeing. Hopefully they'll go back to that. Yeah, hopefully they will go back to that. But I'm sure there's a whole a whole lot that we haven't seen with Locke yet. You know, I, I feel I feel like we'll go back in time when we get back to Locke and they'll sort of show immediately what happened right after, you know, he said, Dad? Yeah. Yeah, there's a, there's a whole episode waiting for that, for that one to see what happened after yeah. he said Dad and, and, and did, they, did they take Cooper with them? I mean, presumably they took Cooper with them if, yeah. if Cooper was real, <laughs> you know, I don't know. Whatever yeah. he was supposed Maybe. to be, but... Um, Maybe then they can uh, show us a little bit of uh, what's going on with Juliet. I think maybe uh, a three-minute style episode uh, where they kind of fill in the blanks um, what happened after that and how, you know, show him visiting Kate maybe even. And kind of like, because I think uh, with Michael's case, you know, he saw the computer message that said, you know, dad or whatever, the the supposed message from Walt and – and then he leaves, and we sort of didn't find out what the deal with that was until towards the end of the season, and it sort of filled in, you know, what happened uh, during right. that whole time and, you mm-hmm. know, how he how he ended up coming back and all that. So, yeah, I would think maybe something like that for Locke. That seems likely to me. It's very very closely paralleled, I think. Some mysterious thing, and then they sort of disappear, you know, and then uh, right. then you have to wait till the end to get the, the resolution or whatever. Well, what do you guys think about the um... – and actually, I will I will uh, unmute Rebel here too because uh, we can all talk about this. Um, since we know that Locke won't be on the uh, the show for a couple episodes, what do you think is going to be uh, the, the main focus on the show uh, when they, when the guys get back to the beach? Since it's not going to be the others. Rebel, you want to go? Uh, well, I definitely think next week it's going to be. Uh, what what Juliet knows and doesn't know, mm-hmm. and uh, maybe a little conflict between Sawyer and Jack. I don't. I think maybe they won't trust him as much with him siding with her the way he is. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know that she's only been there three years, but you know, she was holding them in cages and stuff. I mean, you know. I don't yeah. Know. Hopefully, I know. we'll find out why. <laughs> yeah. yeah I mean, otherwise, is. I don't know really. That, I don't know. Otherwise, yeah, besides that. Well, you know, I was having a hard time figuring out how they were going to make this transition as far as making their way back towards the beach. And they, the writers just always seem to have these little simple ways of, of making things happen. So mm-hmm. I, can't really, I can't really imagine what they're going to do for the next three episodes. But 
Yeah, next week for sure, you know, them coming back to the beach and everybody being so happy to see them. And then they'll see Juliet talk to them and be like, what's she doing here? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that'll be one yeah, of Hopefully it won't be just a bunch of, oh, sorry. Hopefully it won't be just a bunch of, like, you know, don't hurt her. Oh, she's not going to tell us anything anyways like they always do. Hopefully it's going to (laughs) be, maybe she actually says something, you know? Yeah, if Rousseau was there, she would be like, don't listen to her. Don't lie. (laughs) She can say lies. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not holding a whole lot of hope for what we're going to find out from Juliet. Yeah, I... uh, I one of one of the one of the little things I, w- I want to know is what were they building at at the at the on the mini island? I really want to know. I hope someone asked that question. That'd be nice. Yeah, I, I hope it's not just like Echo's Church where it just came out to be nothing. But right. Uh, but they got three episodes of stuff to do. I mean, I, I mean, at some point they have to plan to. I mean, they, they don't need to rescue Locke, so it's not like they're going to try to do that because Locke went on his own will. So. Um, I don't, is there, can you guys think of any reason why they might need to go back, uh, and like track the others down? Maybe, I don't think this is what's going on. Cause I really don't think the writers ever, ever let them do this kind of thing, but it maybe it would be, it would be nice if they were a little proactive and they kind of just followed them just because they kind of wanted to know what the hell was going on. But mm-hmm. I don't think that they'll ever do that. It seems like, yeah. oh, they just always want to sit on a beach and not, and just, worry about it later or something, you know? Yeah. But. Or maybe um, I could see Juliet saying something like, you know, Jack, you know, Ben lied, there's there's another way off the island or something. And maybe she's lying and just wants to, to see Ben or, or complain or whatever, but I could see that being a reason why they might go after them if uh, if there's some other way off the island. Because, um, you know, Ben said that the only way is the submarine, but I feel like he's the kind of guy who would lie and have, you know, an extra trick up his sleeve. Something like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't I don't think that would come up this year though. I don't know why, but I think that that would be something that next year you'd be like, Oh, there's another way off the island you know? Just yeah, to like but... you know? But I definitely think there would but I agree with you, I think there would be another way somehow. There's gotta be another way off the island. <laughs> that there, he's got there has to be something. Well and maybe I mean, the other way off Oh, go ahead. I was just gonna say we know, you know, we I mean uh yeah, Michael and Walt left on a boat. I mean, you know, allegedly they got off. Um, <laughs> so I don't know why why you'd have to be submerged underwater to get out. Yeah. Unless there's like sort of my theory. Yeah, I, guess. I have a, sort of a crackpot theory maybe that there's a wormhole underwater. Oh, somewhere. no. <laughs> An underwater <laughs> wormhole. Yikes. Nice. That's uh wow. I have not heard that theory before. Wow. Right there, baby. <laughs> you, if that happens, you'll get full credit in my eyes. Yeah, wow. You heard it here first, folks. Underground, underwater wormhole. Underwater I never would have thought of that, ever, ever, ever. Wow. It's a giant drain in the, in the snow globe that is the lost island. Exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, and that's the thing. They, we saw that they had that boat. You know, when they, when they left the mini island, they had that boat, so... Um, All they need to do is do three twenty-five right off exactly. that pier. You know? How come no one has said that? <laughs> How come Juliet or, or any of those people haven't mentioned that? Um, I, and I get, maybe they'll throw that out there that they, you know, someone will mention that they still have that boat. So 
And maybe maybe one of the episodes, you know, in this sort of while we're waiting to get back to Locke and all that, maybe one of them will be there. They go back to the Hydra just to see if there's anything, you know, anything going on over there. I don't know. Yeah. They've got to some kind of adventure, I would think, for them to get into. Say it again? I was just saying that surely they've, they've got to come up with some kind of adventure for the guy, you know, for them to get into. Yeah. And surely they're not going to just show them, you know, lounge around on the beach for the next three episodes. Yeah, I, I think that's actually what might happen, unfortunately. I think maybe it'll be, you know, beach drama for a few episodes, and then oh, something dude. big will happen to draw them out, you know, towards the end to lead into the finale. But I, I can right. actually see them hanging around on the beach for three episodes, sadly. Yeah. I they agree. I, I hate it, but I agree. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they, we haven't, they, they've really been going breakneck, breakneck speed this whole season, so I could see them, you know, because not. We haven't had everyone at the beach this entire season, so um, I, yeah, I think. Well, of course, Locke won't be there, but uh, most people will be there. So I could see them hanging around on the beach. You're right, yeah. I could see them hanging around the beach for a little while, and then uh, and then something big happening. Maybe maybe they'll try to kidnap Claire again or something. Okay. Oh, kidnap the baby. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to think they like, still Where's want Ellen? Oh God! Yeah. <laughs> They'll take off into the jungle and exactly get the gun. Ethan have risen from the dead or something. I don't know. <laughs> I'd love to see Ethan again. I'd love, man. I'd love it if Ethan was around. That'd be awesome. He was Ethan, really good. He yeah, was a, he was good. I'm Ethan's hopeful good. they'll bring Patchy back. He was good too. I just yeah. realized he was the guy from Wishmaster, which is weird. Those yeah. really lame. He was, I was like, wait, he's gotten really old, but he's so <laughs> cool though. <laughs> yeah, he played he played the de- the like the evil genie, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It took me a while, I, but then they showed it on Sci-Fi. I was like, oh my god, it's Patchy! Wow. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I realized I I I had every time I saw Kate's mom, I knew she seemed familiar. Then I realized when I watched it, this episode that. She's, she was one of the, like, aunts on, like, Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Yeah, yeah, she was. She was. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I, I, I knew I knew that voice and that face, but she's a totally different character, so I couldn't place it. Then I, then I saw her, and I was like, oh, yeah, you, you're Melissa Dunhart's <laughs> magical aunt or something. <laughs> Crazy. Oh, well, man. cool. Um, I think we're done for the podcast, right? Um. Unless you guys want to talk about something else? <laughs> What's new on Grey's Anatomy? <laughs> <laughs> you guys got any uh, big questions or anything? Or um... hmm. I'm sure I'll kick myself later, but I, I, my brain is hurting right now from yeah. thinking too much. I don't see how you guys... Seriously, I don't, on your longer podcast, I don't see how you guys keep it together that long because... It's hard for me to to think about this stuff and talk it out. Editing, that's how we do it. Uh, you know, no, it's, it's so uh, much easier to sit at home and to like think think about questions than it is to actually talk about them when you have to. Yeah. <laughs> I sit there and I go, oh, why didn't they think of this? And then now it's really hard, you know. <laughs> yeah. No, it, it is hard being on this. And I think I think you know Justin and I have had some practice you know doing the the podcast and and being able to do that because you know our earlier podcasts were, were shorter but uh, but somehow we found a way to talk about every single minute detail even the boring stuff and that's why it's like four hours of podcast. 
that's what makes it great. I mean, because the show, there's so, like I said earlier, you know, there's so much going on. And, you know, just to do like a real quick generic recap doesn't really do justice. Just do so. justice. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Cool. Well, we thank you guys right, for guess, uh, tuning in. The only thing, thank the only thing you. Thing yeah, I, this was crazy. Never uh, <laughs> get to hear gonna, people talking. What are you going to say? I was just going to say, uh, you know, I really am enjoying this season. I, I know there's a lot of people I think that dropped off and they're they're missing out now because it, it really yeah. got you know, yeah. Really yeah. Got the good. first couple episodes were kind of blah, but now they're they've been really really good though for a while. You know. Yeah. I'm, you guys, I'm glad they've kind of gotten better. Do you guys they've think this is the, You think it's better than season two so far? Mm. Uh, yeah. All together, yeah. I I think it was all together equal, but only because. Uh, only because the first few episodes of this were weren't that great. Yeah. But uh, yeah. But this, I think, uh, so far it's a little better because it's it's get we're getting somewhere with the plot, and I think the plot is the most important thing in a story, pretty much. So. Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> you know? I, I think and, uh, uh, episode for episode, um, I think for me it, it comes out on top. Although season two has some great episodes that I don't think. Uh, Season three has really topped like uh, the other forty-eight days, but uh, but uh, but overall, there there's been a lot more development so far than than what we got in season two by this point. Oh yeah, so, definitely. You know, so I, I like it's all that. about the numbers, and now what? What do they even yeah. mean anymore? You know, it's yeah. almost like they don't even matter. Season two was almost like we could have skipped it, you know, because it was all about the hatch and stuff. And it's like, at this point, it doesn't really matter what was going on in the hatch. We're now we're talking about the other, so right. it's almost I know, like a big diversion. Yeah, it was like last year we thought we thought the hatch was sort of like where the Swan Station was sort of like the end game, and and really it's just such a small little piece of of the whole puzzle. But um, so yeah, I mean last year we were so caught up in the in the number. You know, mm-hmm. pressing the button, and that I mean, season two is great in, in its own right. And, and Justin, you're right. I think there's some episodes. I mean, I really like you know season two, the first three or four episodes where they they kept kind of going back and giving us different perspectives. I thought that was great. Yeah. Um, but at some point, the whole thing with Inner Gale just really started. Bugging me. <laughs> yeah, I think the second episode Henry Gale out was done. I'm like, come on. What's the, know, what's the what? he's, Yeah. When they said the next two weeks were gonna suck for her, I think they. Sh- this is terrible, I guess, but they should have been torturing people or something. You know, that's not. Yeah. Like what they sat around feeling bad, you know, whatever being watched, you know, breaking like, breaking rocks and stuff. Yeah. You know? I mean, yeah, but, it just didn't follow yeah, that, through with what he said, you know. So, yeah, that was a question. I can remember. Uh, I think you guys mentioned it. I, I remember talking to people about, you know, what's going to be so unpleasant about it. Mm-hmm. What, are, what in the world are they going to do? Yeah, I know. This should been. They should have been in that 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 re whatever it is the brainwashing room from day one, being like you will become a good person or right. something. Mm-hmm. If it was going to suck so bad, you know. Yeah, I, no thing, you know. There was a lot of hype with that line that the next two weeks are gonna, you know, mm-hmm. be bad, and uh, you know that so bad, in fact, <laughs> that the only thing she could hang on to was this great breakfast they were gonna have, <laughs> you know, and it, and it, I, and it just, you're right, it didn't, it didn't follow through. Like all they had to do, you know, it sucks to be breaking rocks in the heat and doing manual labor and locked in a cage, but. You know, not that bad considering. It's, yeah, I mean, he kind of painted it out to be where it was going to be just all sorts of 
just inhuman things that really just happened. <laughs> yeah. <you know>? exactly. <laughs> he made it sound so bad that it was like, well, it's not great being on a beach and hunting boars for a living either. At least I get a fish biscuit here. Exactly. Well, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I mean, Sawyer was, I mean, Saeed's done worse to Sawyer. I mean, the bamboo shoots fingernails is yeah. worse than anything. Yeah. Yeah, oh, definitely. This is other talk. Yeah, Saeed's a professional, you know. I, I think the writers are good at, like, suggesting some crazy stuff's going to happen. You know, they, they've, like, they've mastered that craft. But when it comes to delivering, they only deliver something really incredible, like, occasionally, you know. It's, a, it's not, like, all the time. The incredible stuff, they rarely ever, you know, hint at it. It usually just comes out of nowhere. Yeah. You know, I think there. I think it's just really easy to write something like that. Oh, two week. The next two weeks is going to be crazy, but it's harder to follow through with that. Right. And, uh, yeah, I think that's that's really what they what they're doing there. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. <clears throat> who's your uh, Who's your favorite character, guys? Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was my reaction. You stole it. <laughs> Well, on most of the Lost Boards, I'm I, I'm I'm Sawyer's girlfriend because uh, <laughs> it was just because I got in like right at the first episode and everybody was taking Jack and I was like I don't want Jack anyway I want Sawyer, uh-huh. but now I'm between Sawyer and Locke even though like Locke's getting all, but I've always liked how how he was in season one and everybody um, liked you know, him yeah. in season one, and yeah. I kind of like how he's getting cool again so I guess I'm between Sawyer and Locke. Sawyer's going a little down. The lock's coming up again, and I don't know. I like them both. Yeah, I always like Saeed. I, I think he might be my favorite. I've not really thought about that before. That's a good question. <laughs> Saeed like is that. really good, too. Yeah, I like oh, yeah. you know, I, I, Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, I really like Desmond, even though he can be weird at times. I like him, too. Um, I, I don't know. I, I, I go through bouts of not... Being barely able to tolerate Jack and Locke, sometimes <laughs> too. Uh, so, and yeah. Sawyer, Sawyer just comes across a little silly to me sometimes. But um, yeah, lately, yeah, for sure. They've kind of marginalized him in the last few episodes. He's been this, you know, Mister playing ping pong and you know, just kind of kicking back and I don't know. He, yeah. he really he, hasn't he, had anything he, to do. They made him really more happy-go-lucky, like, jolly. They made him more like Hurley, actually, Yeah. in the, in the last yeah. couple episodes. Because, you know, in season one, he was, like, this badass and, you know, name-calling. Know. And, like, you never he knew. He could be a badass. Thing. They're afraid to let him be a badass. Yeah, they, yeah. And they kind of made him into, like, this beach bum, really. Exactly. You know? <laughs> mm-hmm. he's a, he, and Saeed is, like, bum. so cool because he's so bad, but he, like... He does it for. He thinks he's doing it for good, but he's like torturing people all over the place. Yeah. Like, oh, he he knows how to torture. You know. That's the thing. It's like even though torturing is bad, you're happy that he knows how to do it because it it comes in handy. It's like yeah, it's it's very useful. He's got this cool skill skill. that nobody else has. Yeah. It's true. I I would have to say my favorite character is Saeed, but you know we haven't seen too much of him this this. He hasn't done too many good things this season, but. Uh, I say Saeed. I agree. Four twenty. Desmond is pretty good, uh, but again, he hasn't done. He's he's been less good this season. Um, but I, I think when they start when they start back up on back with his uh, his little powers, I think he'll be more interesting when they get back to yeah, that whole thing. 
I, I don't really buy a whole lot into this whole deal they're doing with Sawyer because, um, I mean, next episode he could go right back to, um, you know, being his, his usual self. You know, last year they had the whole I'm the new sheriff in town thing. Oh, God. That, that was literally <laughs> over the next episode. <clears throat> well, hopefully they're setting it up for some reason and not doing the same thing and just being like, oh, you're the leader now. And then he's like, well, thank God I'm not, you know. And that's yeah. it. You know? <laughs> Hopefully they're not doing that because that would be pretty lame. And they might be. I mean, it, you know, <laughs> they could, but I hope not. Well, yeah. I'm Hopefully there's some conflict there. I'm really surprised that the that, that Jack and them are getting back to the beach in the next episode. You know, I didn't see the next town loss, but I was just I was just thinking logically, like why set up this thing about uh, Sawyer being the leader uh, if he's not going to have a chance to be, unless maybe. Maybe he's going to have it in his head that he's the leader, and then when Jack comes back, there's going to be some conflict there. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe well, with him maybe next to Juliet, it might be like, I'm not going to fall. I'm, why should we follow you? That lady had me in a cage eating fish, fish biscuits. Yeah, you know, I think I think that might be what it is. It's going to be Kate and Sawyer with each other versus Jack and Juliet. Yeah, that might be that might be the big uh, big conflict. Uh oh. Yeah. I. I uh... I have to throw it in case anybody's interested. Uh, uh, I, I have to go with uh, with Saeed as far as the uh, fuselage survivors go, with an honorable mention to um, the late Echo. And also, uh, as far as the others go, I like Ethan with an honorable mention to uh, Goodwin. So anyway. Oh, yeah. I was going to ah. get to you on your uh, – so you said, you, said, you said Saeed, honorable mention Echo? Mm-hmm. Pretty good, yeah. I I think Echo does deserve an honorable mention. He was he was until the church thing, you know. I think that the was church his, thing did suck. It was I probably his, his one big his one big suck, you know. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, that was my my next round of questions was who's your uh, who's your favorite other? Oh, okay. I already answered. And you and you said what now? Ethan with honorable mention, a good one. Okay. Nice. Because he was right. only in one episode, really, but he was really good in that one episode. So. <laughs> uh, I will go with um, my favorite other. I actually, I'm gonna go with Juliet. Uh, wow. Honorable mention to uh, to Ben. You know, I'll go to Ben. Okay. What about you guys? I'm gonna go with uh, Ben. Honorable mention Tom. <laughs> nice. Nice. We're all honorably mentioning. That's good. <laughs> I'm going to go with Tom because he's just so cuddly. He looks cuddly. Yeah. <laughs> he looks cuddly now. He didn't back in season one. He was scary. Yeah, he looked then. scary then, but now he's shaved. Yeah, he looks cuddly. Yeah. <laughs> really, right. really, Ben is the best one, though, I think. Or you otherwise. know, I, uh,. I yeah, I kinda like all the others to some extent though. I, I also like Ben and I like Tom and I like Juliet, uh and Miss Clue, anybody? I don't know. Um, yeah, for what she did, she was good. Mikhail, of course, the late Mikhail, uh I I, I, pretty oh, much I all the others have been I interesting. Take it back. I take it back, Mikhail. Sorry. Mikhail, okay. Yeah, he was way better. Yeah, I you know, forgot about I gotta him. say I gotta say person for person I think I like the others more than the Losties. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, because on the losties you got Claire, you got mm. Hurley, you got Ooh. Charlie. I'm Ouch. like, and you guys have done some good stuff, but uh, I don't think you guys they they've been nearly as interesting as some of the others. Yeah, you yeah. know, the only other the only other that I don't like at all is the sheriff. I mean, she oh, looks yeah. like she she looks like she could bust out the Kool Aid at any moment. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wasn't a big fan of the sheriff. 
I thought the sheriff was okay. She was a little bit of a kind of repeat of a kind of character type that we've seen before, just that all-knowing, sort of condescending, you know, smug mm-hmm. other yeah. person. I, 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 I liked her sort of, but not as much as the others. I the didn't, other uh, I think to me my, my least favorite other will always be Pickett. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I didn't yeah. even mention Pickett. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> Pickett or his wife, they were equally, uh, mm-hmm. equally Pickett and who? His wife. Colleen. Oh, Colleen. Oh, geez. Yeah. And they were the good people, right? It's okay yeah, to kill the... people as long as they're not your people. You yeah, know? exactly. <laughs> Pickett got a lot more lines than Colleen did, but uh, but yeah. they were, they were both kind of lame. Uh, mm-hmm. So I didn't even bring them up. I forgot they were there. <laughs> I actually don't even like – another one I don't like is um, um, Alex's boyfriend. After when oh, they Carl. brought him oh, back. Carl. Carl. Yeah. Carl. Oh, he sucked after that. I was like, he's they brainwashed blah. you too well, you know? Yeah. Yeah, he's pretty blah. He's pretty boring. I forgot about Alex, too. God, there's a lot of others. I didn't realize how many there were. Yeah. I thought about her, but I thought maybe she was on the border because Danielle's her mother and stuff. She was kind of, she's an other, but she's still kind of, I don't know. I yeah, yeah, yeah. She didn't, she didn't choose to be an other. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> By that. <laughs> Cool. Okay. Well, I think that's it for us. This has been a really this has been a really interesting podcast. It's uh I think we'll definitely do a, another live one uh at some point. Uh you know, there's a lot of time we have to fill in in the summer because uh it seems like Lost might not come back until the beginning of 08. So uh <laughs> oh, be a long, Yeah, that's a long time. I think after the finale would be the best. Would be awesome because I'm sure there's gonna be so much to talk about. Yeah, yeah, that's actually a good a good idea. I'm gonna write that down. Uh, after the finale, will be another good time for a, for a live one, and we'll we'll do like we said before. The A to Z, I think, is pretty cool, and um, and some of the other ideas you guys had are are, are cool, you know, ideas to do. But um, and the commentary podcast, of course. Yeah. Um, which yeah, will be fun. I was just going to mention that. I'd love to hear you guys do a running commentary. Yeah. Mystery, mystery Theater. What was it? Uh, Mystery Theater 3000? Mystery Theater 3000. Mystery yeah. Science Theater 3000. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mystery Science Theater. Cause, yeah, it's a science because there were robots in there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I think maybe they were watching, like, sci-fi movies. Old, like, the sci-fi movies. Maybe. Uh, yeah, they, they did. Yeah. I, I didn't really watch it, but that's my impression. Yeah. Cool. Uh, well, thanks for talking to us, guys. I'm going to mute you now. Okay, thanks, bye. Man. All right. Take it easy. Cool. Um, well, wow. Justin, uh, that was fun. That was fun. Uh, very interesting. What? Um, is there anything else we need to go over before we uh, end this sucker? What do we usually do at the end? Uh well, we usually, you know, next on Lost or uh, okay. any other news updates, spoilers, you know, sort of. And, oh, okay. Uh, that's about it. I mean, I don't really think there's much else to say. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think uh, I think we had a pretty good little end thing there, a little uh, Lost Lowdown campfire discussion. Uh, <laughs> that was fun. I roasted, I roasted my marshmallows. I, don't <laughs> it. I made s'mores with mine. Nice. So, uh you can never make a good s'more when you're at a campfire, though. You got to have a microwave to melt the chocolate. Ew. You do. I'm sorry. Yeah, I know. You're right. 
Sadly. Sadly. You really shouldn't need a microwave for a good s'more, but you do. You do. That's the thing. Technology, you know, benefits us in, in so many ways. It's one of those tragedies of life. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Why well, are you ready for the end? I'm going to say it. You can say it. I'm ready. Thanks and namaste. Namaste and good luck. Mm, i got to figure out what this is. Let's see.